the term used when a baby is suffocated when somebody lies on them while in bed. It's understood the baby girl was just a few weeks old. A review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, East and North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Those which are providing the recommended service are West Hearts and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. Dr Kevin Stewart is from the Royal College of Physicians. I'm afraid that care of people in their last days and weeks of life hasn't been a high enough priority for us until now. But it's clearly a priority for patients, their families and the public. So it's now time we prioritised it as well. The South Korean authorities have charged the captain and three members of the crew of the ferry which capsized last month with manslaughter through gross negligence. Nearly 300 people, many of them schoolchildren, died. Two men have robbed a bookmaker's in Hemel Hempstead at gunpoint. The raid happened at Corals in Queen's Square just before 9.30 on Monday night. Two members of staff inside the shop were not injured. Hertfordshire police say extra patrols have been put in place in the area. The RSPCA say they can ask firefighters for help rescuing animals, but it's up to the fire service to determine the level of response. It follows Hertfordshire firefighters being called to rescue a bird which got caught in netting on a supermarket roof. More from you and Duncan. A baby dove became trapped above the Tesco store at Hydeway in Welling Garden City. It was freed after the RSPCA contacted Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service for help. Supermarket staff had noticed the collared dove was stuck in the net and in distress. In sport, Milton Keynes-Don's plans for next season should become clearer today with manager Carl Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. Stephen Gleeson, Isle McLeod, Alan Smith and Anthony Kay are among those out of contract this summer. The weather, plenty of sunshine this morning, but cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, well, I like where I live. It's just the right size. Not too overbearing. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. My bulge club's a good, nice club. It's all about where you live. We came here with my parents, came when the big industry started. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. When you're out of Hatfield, you do miss it, because it's our little town. I lived about 40 years. I came to Hatfield via the uh, Hatfield Polytechnic. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Get in there, Hatfield! Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tension in the studio, tension in the studio at the choice of the first song. It's all kicking off, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Coming up during the show, pureed placentas, you dirty... Dopey doves, you thick... And a delighted dealie, you tanned... If you want to take part, come on guys, let's be honest... Who wouldn't? Uh, give me a telephone call. 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Now, forget that. What's your beef, Kath? Come on, let's have this. Have this. rubbish. Sorry? This song's rubbish. What are you talking about? It was rubbish when we were kids. No. It's well, rubbish hang on. now. It wasn't rubbish when we were kids because it didn't come out when we were kids. It came out um, when we were grown up adults in our third year at university. Uh, no. Wow. Ye- uh, I would still have been in sixth form. I, Next. I Next. was in my third year at university and was having uh, the summer of my life for various reasons. You were considerably older than I. I was on medication. Yes. Oh. 
I was just thinking that Kath gets extra Mancunian when she's angry. Doesn't she just? Well, they're very angry up there. Because they're not near near London. The closer you get to London, the less the more placid you become. Because you're happy. Because you've you've achieved your life's goals. Right. So you don't like this song. No. The thing is, uh, this song it's is bobbins. Oh, it's not. Oh, for goodness' sakes! Stop doing Manx slang. It's uh, not bobbins. It's excellent. Bobbins of cotton, rotten. Uh, oh. The thing is, it was excellent when it came out. Yes. It was used too much for the football scores. It was overplayed. It yes. was overplayed. Now, if you imagine you've Kelly, what are your thoughts on this song? Uh, oh, if you imagine you've never heard it's up there with dancing in the moonlight. Is it that one? It's nothing like yeah. dancing in the moon. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Come on, can, go, can Kath still... introduce it in the angriest Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. <sighs> Some people like this.
just let that sink in for a second. That is awesome. And anyone who disagrees is called Catherine and shouldn't be working here or anywhere. Should be banned from working. But also, as a direct result, um, banned from benefits. So banned from benefits and banned from working. I'm going to get you a better morning song. There's no better morning song. I think you'll disagree when you hear what I have to offer. Mm, intriguing. She's not sounding, um, trying to sound mysterious or sexy there. She's actually losing her voice. <laughs> have you actually looked at the lyrics of that song? Maybe let's not bother. A court has banned a Hertfordshire company from making a rather unusual supplement for new mums. Placenta smoothies, you dirty so-and-sos. The Independent Placenta Encapsulation Network claims ingesting the placenta either as a drink or a tablet helps reduce your chance of postnatal depression and boost your supply of breast milk. Yesterday, a judge upheld Decorum Borough Council's concerns of possible bacterial contamination in the way the placentas are processed. Well, Charlie Poulter drank her placenta in a smoothie and was so delighted with the results, she became an IPEN specialist. Good morning, Charlie. Morning. Well, you're really delighted with the results because, strangely enough, I was talking to a gentleman last week who, um, uh, he ate some placenta and he drank some and he said it was flipping horrible. Well, maybe you didn't make it right. Well, how do you make it right? Um, well, mine was made with uh, three quarters of a banana, a big handful of organic blueberries, a big handful of organic strawberries, and then it's blitzed in. Yeah. Uh, how did... Was it you just gave birth and you said, oh, by the way, can we keep, keep both of those things that have popped out? <laughs> So we spoke to the midwives and the doctors who pretty much gave us a raised eyebrow look um, until we explained the reasons why. Um, And then I had a a lady that was practising to be a doula. She um, was there as well, so it got sort of burst and put into the containers that it needed to be and she broke a piece off and made me my smoothie within an hour. Wowzers. What a, could, could you taste anything apart from the, the, the fruit that you put in there? Could you taste the, the meaty placenta? And I, I am, the God's honest truth yeah. is if you get a paper cut and you suck like your finger, you know, you get that tiny little bit of metallic taste. Oh, yeah. That was it. The oh. predominant ingredient is fruit. Delicious. And I tasted fruit. And yeah. I wish I could tell people, because that's the first question anybody asks yeah. me when they say, what does it taste like? And I'm like, that that's it, just like a paper cut kind of mm. Nice, Nice paper cup taste. Did you feel any different afterwards? Yes. How, how did it make you feel as a person? Um, I just had a lot, of, a lot more energy than I thought. I didn't feel drained. I didn't feel down. All the antenatal classes or stories I've heard is like, you know, you just don't want to do anything, you're just exhausted and all you want to do is sleep. I didn't feel any of that. Now, I I only have one daughter, so I don't have anything to compare it Mm. to. Um, I might just be very, very lucky and have a lot of energy, but I didn't get weepy, even on the three or four days after when they, they say the baby blues are meant to hit in, none of that happened i didn't feel any anxiety or anything that i was expecting to feel and i i do put that down to the presenter do you do you I, i'm i'm gonna ask a question that might be improper do you have a, a gentleman partner in your life <laughs> yes okay well, you, you you never know these days charlie that's very true did, yes, it, did he have a gentleman partner did he, <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that it does sound silly did he have any no he thought i was nuts really he wasn't it, tempted to have a little sip no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he even watched me drink it. Oh, because if... I'd have a... Whatever my wife's eating or drinking, I always go, oh, can I, can I have a little taste of that? I'd have a bit. I wouldn't have had any objection to him having it. 
you know, but I, he just... Whereas I'll take a glass of water and um, some fruit if I've got a headache, he'll pop two oh. generic brand, yeah. you know, ibuprofen-type products for yeah. his headache. He, he's very much sort of medical line. He's science, you're a little bit hippie. Yeah. And I mean that politely. No, I, I, I do agree with that yeah. statement, and, and that's how we probably describe ourselves. But he he was, if, if you want to do it, and he said if it's a placebo effect, it's whatever, just... He, he wants an easy life. <laughs> Don't we all? Basically. Uh, you, you've be- you became an iPen specialist. Yeah. So what, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're, you, you, you're blending placentas at home for other women? What, what, what do you have to do? I don't do it at my house. I, 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 the smoothies I tend to make at clients' houses. Right, OK. Um, but, yeah, basically, they'll do exactly what I did when I, I consume mine. We, we find a specialist in our area, one that you, you want to work with. There's lots of forms to fill in, a couple of phone calls, um... And then we'll we'll pick the placenta up once they've birthed it, make sure it's all okay. Um, now, if they want a smoothie, we normally go to either their partner's house or a mother-in-law's house or somebody nearby to make the smoothie because you can only make it in a hospital if it's in a private room. You right. can't do it when everybody's on a ward. Okay. So we, we go to their house, um, make the smoothie, the partner takes it back to them, and then we take off make the remedies that they want. Um, most specialists offer a selection. It's it's normally the majority of the ones we get are for capsules. There are two types. Right. Will this so. will this ruling change the way you work? Has it put an end to your work? Uh, about the court case and the ruling, I'm not sure anything about it. Right. Okay. To, to, so you're going to carry on. You. You're going to carry on doing what you're doing, and, and you, you, the, you're you're convinced that the way you're doing things is healthy and hygienic, and it can only be a positive thing. I am a hundred percent with the positivity. Um, I, that's why I became a specialist mm. because I believed in it. I, it's not my full-time job; it's my hobby. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> I, I maybe need a need a, a less unusual hobby Perhaps. if I want to discuss it in social circles. <laughs> <laughs> what do your very quickly? What do your friends and uh, say and friends and family say when you, you you talk to them about this? Well, when I when I have them at home, my my housemate and my husband don't come into the kitchen. Yep. Good. Um. <laughs> Um, you know what? Most people look at it as squeamish and the why, and then if I actually explain it and talk about it a bit more, I think they, the passion comes out yeah. and the understanding, and then they're like, I'd never do it, but each to their own. And, you know, I think that's that's what they have to, to be about it. But what I do say is that, you know, my housemate and my husband were really surprised at how quickly I recovered and mm. having no emotional things. So I think, you know, they're kind of convinced. I don't think either of them would do it. But Charlie, I, listen, I really appreciate you being so candid this morning. Some people having their breakfast may not appreciate it. Charlie Poulter uh, drank her placenta in a smoothie. Simple question. Would you do it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In Wickham, between Buckingham and Milton Keynes, the Wickham Park Road is closed between the A422 and the Aikleywood School. Uh, police saying that will disrupt school traffic from the A422 this morning. In the roadworks area, there's a going on between Puckeridge Roundabout and Buntingford South. The A10 as you head north has a lane closed at the moment. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. See you soon. Oh, oh, what? 
6.17, it's Thursday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A court has banned a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. A 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. Police were called to the woman's home in Chesham yesterday morning. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12... Nick Coffer brings you... Why did Wet 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 break up? You know, it, it surprised me that it, that it lasted so long, but I think there's always going to be something that trips you up. Great guests. A Mill and Keynes charity is celebrating its fifth anniversary after changing many young people's lives. Great music. This is the Drifters kissing in the back row of the movies. Hello to Adam, who has messaged me, so I'm playing some great tunes today. Great conversations. I'm in the library in Houghton Regis as part of our big tour. A lot of Houghton Regis was main... No, stop it. <sighs> stop it. I see what you're doing... I see what you're doing, and what you're doing is getting right on my nerves. Why? How? 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 We've had some uh, texts in, and um, I mean, we, we're There's not. There's been a, a backlash. No, yeah. There's the, been a two text backlash. You're not allowed to censor the text. I'm not. Ian, I got to agree with Kelly. Well, it was Catherine. So, Kelly agrees with me, so, though, so. But he can agree with anything that I say. Yeah, OK, Lots. Kelly, you, please. Sorry. Math, basically, your argument is null and void. Thanks, But I'll, I'll read it. I've ag- got to agree with Kelly. It's up there with Top Loader and also All Right by Supergrass. And play to death. doesn't matter whether it's played to death or not. Listen with new ears. And all right, by Sup- all right by Supergrass is an awesome song. What's shall Leslie I, say? Shall I put it in? The lady is right. The lady, she doesn't even know your name. How does that make you feel matter. as a person? She recognises my rightitude. Please don't play that song again, ever, in capital letters, because she's shouting the word yeah. ever. Yeah. So you reckon you can find a better morning song, do you? I think I just fell on the computer and found two better songs. We're not playing Aztec Camera. Play the other one. You'll like that one. Oh, for goodness sakes, was this rubbish.
Chris has been in touch. He's not happy. Flip me, he says. Flip me, yeah. I've had to pull over. This shady lounge drivel is that bad. Shady. shady lounge drivel. It's Sergio Mendes. Wash shady. your mouth out. Right, I've, I've got a better morning song. I've got a better morning song. No, I've got a better morning song. Okay, you show me what you've got and I'll show you what I've got. <laughs> you show me yours and I will show you mine. Hey, here's a, lots to talk about. If you want to get involved in the uh, great morning song debate, you, you're more than welcome to, of course. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You're talking... Look what the... I just popped in. What? Look what I've just put in. No, we're not... We're not, you're, you're, we're not playing that. Why? Because I've got a much better morning song than that. You reckon? Is our guest coming or shall I play a morning song? He's not answering. We'll play a morning song then. Right, okay. Now, you've got a better music computer than me, but I still, I still have the power to do this. Yeah? Is this Angel of the Morning? Yeah! This is a morning song. The obvious. Do we... I've only got six. Six songs here. There'll be no strings to bind your hands Not if my love can bind your heart There's no need to take a stand For it was I who chose to start I see no of the night. My friends, is a morning song. Huh? 08459 455 555. Battle of the morning songs. Now, here's something. We've had dogs stuck in rabbit holes and deer trapped in fences. Firefighters going out and saving them. You might say, yeah, okay, I can understand those. Firefighters have been saving a dove stuck in a pigeon net. 
A dove stuck in a pigeon net. The RSPCA were called to Tesco's in Wellin, where staff had spotted the stricken bird stuck on the roof. The inspector from the RSPCA decided this was a job for Hearts Fire and Rescue, who freed the frightened fowl. Apparently, this was a job for the emergency services. We can talk to David Downs, who owns doves and rare birds. Morning, David. Good morning. Without being cruel, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. But getting the fire brigade out to rescue a dove stuck in a net, that seems a little bit silly, doesn't it? Well, I don't know if it's a bit silly, is it? Not really. No, of course not. No. Um, why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, because it costs a lot of money, and, and, you know, to get the fire brigade out, and they got their ladder out, and they climbed up the top, and it's just a dove. Yeah, but, you know, birds, they don't, uh, they don't kind of don't understand money, do they? And... Um, probably some little bird is waiting for a little bird to come home on that day. Well, you, you're right. You're, 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 we're forgetting the children, of You've course. You've got no conscience, Ian. That's what it I'm, is. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cold man at this time of the day. There's some, there's some people that swerve yes. to avoid animals, and there's some people that actually aim at them. And, Ian, you sound like one of those. Oh, I'm not an animal aimer, <laughs> sir. How dare you do that? Are doves a little bit thick? Um... No, no, they're, they're very, very. They're not thick. They're just innocent. Right. Okay. Because I, I always get the work, sense. I, I always get the sense, David, that pigeons are kind of savvy and streetwise, uh, and doves are a little bit dim. No, they're they're, they're they're just they're not nicer people. Yeah, I do agree that the pigeons are just a little bit a, bit, a little bit more savvy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but. Um, you don't take advantage of people just because they may be not the sharpest tool. No, you're right. <laughs> are, are, are doves, are, are they normally quite timid? Um, yes, colour doves and the, the kind of dove that was trapped in that incident. Um, yes, they, they, are, they are timid and a little bit more approachable than some, as you say, savvy birds. Some of the wild birds are a little bit more fly away. But, but David, if, if doves are timid, yep. why would they be found by a supermarket? Wouldn't they want to stay around wooded areas? Well, there's lots of timid people that shop in supermarkets. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's got a point. You can't argue with that. Right. These nets, do, do you think that, that they are a problem? Is there a, a more humane way of politely telling birds to move along? Um, pigeons can be very difficult because they, they do breathe readily if they can find, find well, somewhere. So hmm. um, I guess they're a, kind of a cosmetic problem to humans. So... That's what the net's. That's what the net's there for. The net's there to protect the look of the building. Yeah, I pr- I, I prefer the nets to the spikes. I always think the spikes are a little bit cruel. You think spikes are bad, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be right. Yeah. yeah. But but it's, it's, it's difficult. Th- things that that just has to be in a, an amount of husbandry because um, it, it's um, you know all animals left to to compete in, in for food and stuff. I suppose that's cruel in itself. Mm. How many doves you got, David? Um, Probably too many. Callard do- I'm not Callard doves I haven't got, but I've got Java doves, which yep. are kind of an Australian equivalent. Um, I've got about 25 of those. Oh, blimey. And wh- where do they all live? Um, th- those live in my aviary. Right, OK. That's outside, I'm assuming. That's, that is outside, okay. although if you saw my electricity bill, you'd realise how, yeah. how inside that outside was. Oh, I bet it, I bet it costs a lot to look on. Finally, David, what's what, with, I know you don't own pigeons, and who would want to, but what... <laughs> Well, what said that? I actually do, but uh, oh, really? <laughs> what's 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 with the manky feet? Why have pigeons got manky feet? But pigeons haven't got manky. They've feet. always got like a foot missing or a toe missing. Yeah. What's going on there? You don't see pigeons fall off perches, do you? Well, no. That, I mean, they they compensate ex- uh, excellently. But whenever you're, I'm in London and your pigeon comes up, it's always got a foot missing or something. No, it hasn't. It's got a couple to the front, right. a couple to the back. 
No, it hasn't, because you're not looking carefully enough. You're not, Ian, you're not afraid of birds, are you? Not Bobby afraid Downs. of... Well, some of them I am. <laughs> uh, David, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. David Downs, who owns Doves and Rare Birds. Get this, kids. The fire brigade climbed up a big ladder to rescue a dove trapped in a net. Really? David's doing a good job there for the defence, and well done. Very expertly put, and you're a good sport, David. Thank you. But what do you think? The fire brigade being called out to rescue a dove? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, the M1 London bound around Junction 13 for Bedford, building up just as you pass the junction. Also between Buckingham and Milton Keynes in Wickham, the Wickham Park Road is closed between the A422 and the Akeley Woods School. Public transport, we've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A quarter's banned a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. Decorum Borough Council took the legal action against the Berkhamstead company, who claim the placenta helps reduce postnatal depression and improves the supply of breast milk. A 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. Police were called to the woman's home in Chesham yesterday morning. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, East and North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons plans for next season should become clearer today with manager Carl Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. Stephen Gleeson, Isel McLeod, Alan Smith, Anthony Kay, Ryan Hall and Mark Randall are out of contract this summer. Robinson says he expects to make five or six new signings. Wickham have signed striker Paul Hayes after he left promoted Scunthorpe. The 30-year-old scored six goals in six games during a loan spell at Adams Park in 2012 and Wickham will host a Chelsea 11 in Matt Bloomfield's testimonial on Wednesday, July the 16th. Watford scholar Josh Doherty has become the latest youngster to be given a professional contract at Vicarage Road. He follows Alex Jakubiak and George Byers. Meanwhile, Watford's longest-serving player, Lloyd Doyley, says fans need to be patient. I think they just need to be patient. Not everything happens in one or two seasons. You know, it's about progress. And uh, everybody thinks we've gone backwards this year, but I don't think we should look at it in that way. I think we should uh, look to see how next year goes and hopefully get a little bit of stability and uh, look forward. Sevilla won the Europa League final, beating Benfica on penalties after a goalless draw after extra time. And in rugby, Danny Cipriani is set for his first England call-up since 2008, with a likely place in a preliminary squad ahead of the forthcoming match against the Barbarians and the tour to New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, uh, Maff is uh, in, uh, is texted again. He's insistent, isn't he? Ian, it was Kelly who mentioned Top Loader. The point is that the songs are... Forget the rest of the point. It wasn't Kelly who mentioned me. Top Loader, Maff. It was... It was um, I've forgotten, uh, sorry. Your name. Oh, yeah, me. Well, I've forgotten your name. My name's me. 
it was me so uh in your face basically <laughs> is the uh, anyway i'm glad you agree with the point whoever made it no the point is we, okay we're, we're, we're looking for morning songs because <laughs> we're a breakfast show <laughs> and so we're, just, we're just having i'm having a little bit of fun with the crew that's all guys you can't argue with that can you um, so, we, I played Wake Up Boo by the Boo Radleys, which is, as political reporter Paul Scoynes, and my favourite person at BBC Three Counties Radio, uh, says, a tune. It is a great song. It's got some great memories for me. Uh, you've come up with a load of rubbish so I, far. I thought it was tedious, that song. T-D-S. No, it was bouncy, upbeat pop. Yeah, tedious. Okay, well, Kelly wants to play the game. Morning, Kells. Morning. You're playing the game. I'm playing the game. Okay, so you've got a song for us. All it says on my screen is Kelly's Morning Song. Yeah. So this one isn't one of um, upbeat and cheer. It isn't isn't a shouty, good morning But it's got morning in the title in it, right? Uh, Not in the title, but in the song itself. It's just a lovely song that makes you think... Oh, I'm happy with life. I'm not sure if it's not got morning in the title, if it technically qualifies for the morning song game. How about you play it and then you decide afterwards? Fair play. What the hell is this fat, bouncy bass nonsense? Sunrise, sunrise Looks like morning in your eyes But the clock's held 9.15 for Sunrise, sunrise Couldn't tempt us if it tried Cause the afternoon's already coming on And I said, ooh, 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 ooh.
button. You've to- you have totally... Listen, Kelly. And that was Sunrise by Nora Jones yeah. on BBC you, Three Counties Radio. You, and you, we all here hope you have a lovely morning. You've missed... Whatever you're doing with your day. Who's that, who's that woman? Um, we're not Sarah Kennedy, all right? You have totally <laughs> <coughs> missed... In more, in more ways than one, but let's not go there. You have totally... We've not had a drink. You have totally... Thank you. ...misunderstood... Thank you. Uh? ...the concept of what we're doing. That, what? Morning songs that yeah. get you up, it's a sunny day, gonna have some fun, it's a sunny, sunny day in Bedtime and Birds. Oh, you that, mean annoying songs. No! That was, that was oh. the Dawson's Creek version of a morning where up. you just think, do you know what, you're 18, let it go, just split up. Upbeat! Upbeat and up. It's a morning, let's do it. Let's make love in the morning, then let's get up and face the day together or on our own. I am strong woman. Do you know the the song? I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. Do you know that song? It's good, that song. I like that. It's a good song. Anyway, you you completely misunderstood it. Okay, explain the rules. I've just explained it. Explain it properly. It's an upbeat morning, the sun is shining, gonna make love to you and then to you and then I'm going to take on the world. All right, then what about this one? What? The one, this one. Well, I know I chose that one. No, you didn't. I chose that one. I downloaded it myself. I chose that one. And said to you, do you want this one? And, and I said, said yes. Yeah. So that's a choosing from no, me. No, because I, I gave you the offer. Hey, kids. Yeah. Hey. Let's not fight. No, let's. <laughs> to do to save his life call his wife in nothing to say but what a day how's your boy been nothing to do it's up to you i've got nothing to say but it's okay going to work don't want to go feeling low down heading for Start to roam, then you're in town Everybody knows there's nothing doing Everything is closed, it's like a ruin Everyone you see is half asleep And you're on your own, you're in the street After a while you start to smile Now you feel cool Then you decide to take a walk By the old school Nothing has changed, it's still the same I've got nothing to say, but it's okay Good morning, good morning, good morning People running round, it's five o'clock Everyone in town is getting dark Everyone you see is full of life It's time for tea and meet the wife show you hope she goes I've got nothing to say but it's okay Good morning, good morning This is going to end uncomfortably, though. The animals get bigger. They get bigger, you oh, see? they get carried away. Each goes up. The animals get bigger. Cat, dog, dog horse. Is it going to be an elephant? Lion. Wow. Elephant. Good 
hunting dogs, horses. They're not going to shoot them, are they? Yeah, I hope so. Well, they shot one of them. Oh, you mean the animals? I thought you were talking about the uh, beetles. Wow. It's going to stop. This is going to stop. There you go, bye. Uh, you, there's nothing in the papers. There is. What? Um, gay penguins. What? Gay penguins. Two gay to penguins. The Isle of White. I mean, why can't you just be a bachelor? And why can't two men live together, maybe raise a child together, without everyone talking about what they may or may not be doing yeah. behind closed bedroom doors? Listen, as long as the penguins aren't ramming it down my throat, I'm not bothered. Two gay penguins. This is the... Um, Daily Telegraph's words, not mine, are rearing a chick that was abandoned by its parents at a wildlife park. It's two men and a baby. The male penguins, Jums and Kermit... What's two men and a baby? It's three men and a baby. Ted Danson was barely in that. I think that was Trey's description. I didn't like three men and a little lady. You know there's talk of making another one, three men and a grown woman. That's true. That is true. It's already been made, hasn't it? The male penguins, Jums and Kermit, surprise zookeepers by ignoring their many female counterparts having eyes only for each other. Mm. Well, maybe they just get on. After forming their unlikely friendship, they built a nest where they successfully hatched a discarded egg. Well done. The, the men, don't the male penguins look after the chicks anyway? I don't they care. have them. I've I mean, seen, I don't know. I don't I've know. seen uh, Happy Feet. That's what happened in there. Yeah, I've they seen Rio too. The feet. There's no penguins in that. No, but penguins are different. Different kettles. Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Andrew. Please b- bring some decorum to, to what is rapidly becoming a farce. Andrew, you know this thing about male penguins, don't you? No, no, They have no. the eggs on their feet. They're not allowed to touch the ground. They do. They're very caring. No, no. Anyway, these penguins have looked after the... Um, what do you reckon, Andrew? Gay, you should, this is the phone today. Should gay penguins be allowed to adopt? Of course, yes. Why? Don't, should. Shouldn't, don't, don't the baby penguins, I believe they're called chicks... Don't the chicks need a female influence? No, 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 we don't need a female influence. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Should gay penguins be allowed to adopt? What do you want, Andrew? Yes, there's just called at the, the station this morning, and I've, I've called out to bring harmony. Please do, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yes, I think I'm going to wrap both your knuckles. If you can't I've play got ten. nicely, I'm going to have to send both of you to the naughty step. Now, go moving on. Did you see that footage of that cat attacking that dog and saving that little boy? Yes. Isn't it marvellous? Yes. The next cat that follows me home, I'm going to have to adopt it. Well, no, hang on, no. It might be someone's pet, Andrew. Yeah, you can't do that, Andrew. No, only if it follows you home. I mean, if it's clearly homeless. Do you often get followed home by cats? I do, yes. Why? There's a couple round here that that, that, um, have followed me home, and actually my neighbour said, why don't you adopt it? I said, I can't. I know know who the owner of it is. Do you you, um, keep uh, a tuna in your pocket? No. No? There's a little bit of tuna in your pocket? No, no, no. Nothing like, nothing like Cats that. Cats do that thing, don't they? If you stroke a cat outside, I always stroke a cat outside the house, then they yes. follow you. Yes. Well, and you're going to go, the road from go back. It's called Ginger, and if I call Ginger, I don't know what his, what his name is, but I call him across the road, and he comes and goes, come on, Ginger, across the road, and I make sure it's safe well, to cross. Well, well I would make sure that first. Yeah, so I live in a little village, so... If I found some weird bloke who's got a strange voice calling my cat <laughs> across the road, I'd go out and stump him one. Why? Don't encourage my cat to cross the road, you weirdo. Oh, I make sure it's I'll, I'll, I'll dump him. And no, if it was no, you... He's very much the cat crossing patrol. Oh. I make sure the cat's safe. You're a cat cross-dresser? Huh? Sorry? I make sure the cat's safe. It comes over to see me anyway, this ginger cat, anyway. So. Oh, right. Because you've got tuna in your pocket, you've just said. I haven't got tuna your, in your pocket. Your sort make me sick. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
The M1 London Mound. We're starting to build up now between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. In Boreham Wood, we've got the normal morning delays building up on the A1 southbound, heavy going between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. I mean, are we allowed to discuss what you've just said, or is that private? Is that private? Uh, what, you, my husband not liking cats. Your, 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 your husband doesn't like cats, so what happens? They love him <laughs> because he doesn't stare at them. So he, if we go to someone's house with a cat, he'll avoid it, and they think that's a come on. Yeah. So oh. they end up wrapped round his neck. How, well, pouring at his lap. I don't understand how someone could not like cats. Um, his mum doesn't like cats either. My mum doesn't like buttons, but I like buttons. Well, maybe you rebelled. Well, maybe that'll be it, yes. 6.47, it's uh, Thursday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Always nice to be doing a news bulletin and to look around and see members of your team yawning. A court has banned a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. A 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. Police were called to the woman's home in Chesham yesterday morning. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. 6.47, let's get the weather. Here's Wendy. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. For most of us, it's a glorious start to the day. There is some patchy cloud around. I'm just looking at the uh, satellite picture. A little bit over Watford and Amersham at the moment, uh, stretching up to St Albans too. But uh, many of us have got beautiful blue skies already and the temperature is 9 degrees in Luton. So as we go through the day, we'll see those temperatures picking up thanks to the sunshine and we should be hitting 18 or 19 degrees throughout this afternoon. There will be a bit of cloud in the sky as the day goes on. It's just uh, a weak weather front that's going to be crossing through but I think we'll still hold on to some sunny spells and it looks like that cloud will disperse through the evening so once again clear skies overnight and it will turn a bit chilly away from the urban areas I think we could be looking at lows of 4 or 5 degrees in some spots and prone areas might even get a touch of frost but that's very very unlikely for most of us and as we go through the day tomorrow those temperatures will pick up again so we could hit 20 degrees tomorrow in the sunshine and it does continue into the weekend as well hurrah then is the very small chance of a light shower uh, breaking out Saturday or Sunday, but mostly it's going to be dry, sunny, and with temperatures picking up towards 21 or maybe even 22 degrees Celsius. That's how it's looking this morning. On BBC One. <laughs> Why did you do it? I'm not playing the trail for EastEnders. EastEnders doesn't need my show to promote it. It's EastEnders, and I've said this. The B- if the BBC wants to save a fortune, get rid of EastEnders. Get, you'd save, I don't know, I'm going to make up a figure, but I'm going to say it's, you would save £100 million a year. Why not? Why not? Probably something like that. Get rid of EastEnders. I'm not going to trail EastEnders on here. I don't care. Well, I'm, you're taking a stand. I'm, I'm taking a stand. BBC Local Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
BBC Local Radio takes a stand. That'll teach him. <laughs> Anything else in the papers yeah, before I play another know. morning song and then we wheel David Paul Tennant's been in. rumbled what? for not being uh, Californian. Oy. He's doing the um, American version of Broadchurch, which is yeah. going to be called Grace Point. Yeah. And people are saying he is, can't do the accent. Oh. The accent sounds curious at best. What is that? Kansas, Kentucky, bro- oh, broadcast dear. journalism school? Whatever it is, it does not sound like someone from Northern California where I, the series is set. I can do an American accent. I'm from the Bronx. But then in the, the paper, Bronx. this is the Times this time, oh. lists people who've also had a dodgy time trying to do accents. Go on. Sean Connery, Irish Brogan, the Untouchables. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Well, I know. What about when he played a Russian in the, that, yeah. that submarine film? He just said, I'm Russian. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves in Dracula. Yeah. Oh, I'm Jonathan Harker. Yeah. That thing. She's eating into your time, Scoins, by and the way. The other one, though, I think the ladies will uh, recognise this one. Anne Hathaway. Have you seen One Day? No. Sort of a romantic thing. Yeah. You wouldn't watch it. No. Um, she tries to do Yorkshire and she sounds like, and this is one critic called her, Jeff Boycott in Dracula. Catherine, let me introduce you to someone I've not spoken to for hmm, six years. It's Philip in South Norwood. Hiya, Philip. Good morning, Ian. Philip, how lo- wonderful to hear your voice after all of this time. And, and, and good. let's be honest, you're an old fella. It's good to know yes. you're still alive. Oh, really? Well, I, I had my doubts. Yeah, I had I my doubts. Yeah, look in the mirror and I'm, I'm still there. Yes, so just... Well, we've got, we haven't got much time, Philip, because no. Catherine's eaten into your time and Paul Scoyne's time. Well, I'll be very quick. I've got five country uh, country songs with morning in the title. Oh, go on, let's have them. Early Morning Rain by George Hamilton the Fourth, Be- which also recorded by Elvis. Beautiful song. Kiss an Angel Good Morning by Charlie Pride. Oh, a bit of Charlie Pride, yes. Yeah, and this is a great song. I don't know if you've ever heard this one. Good Morning Beautiful by Steve Holy. No, I don't know oh, that, that one. That, is, that song, oh, it's beautiful. It's, the ladies will love it. Four in the Morning by Farron Young. Four in the morning, and once more the dawning has brought out the water in me. And finally, my favourite, in America it was called Morning Train, in the here it was called 9 to 5, Sheena Easton. Oh, my baby, never heard of it. Philip, I've got to move on, call again. Lovely to hear from you. Philip in South Norwood, ladies and gentlemen. I did have my doubts as to whether he was, but it, it, he sounds even better than he did six years ago. Here's a good morning song.
Cardigan's Rise of Shine, despite what younger members of my team are saying, that's a tune. And it indicates I am old because I'm saying something is a tune. And also, I'm excited. It's May. Election time, yeah? Election time. And yet this year, there are two local elections in Hearts and uh, MK and then European elections everywhere else. There have already been debates on TV about the EU elections and many people are still deciding whether we should be in or out. Paul Scoyne's uh, our political reporter, is joining me here. We're not actually voting on whether to stay in Europe or out of Europe, though, are we? No, we're not, Ian. This is just for MEPs. There, there is talk of a referendum, maybe uh, in the next parliament, uh, about whether or not the UK stays in or goes out of Europe. Uh, but that's not going to be... Uh, until at least 2017. So this is purely uh, an election on whether we have, uh, which MEPs we have representing us at the Parliament. How do I, I'm going to vote. How do I elect an MEP? Tick in a box? Yeah, one cross in one box. You're not voting for an individual, you're voting for a party. Uh, there are 12 regions in the UK. We've got two in our area, uh, East and the South East. If you're in uh, Beds and Hearts, you're in the East. If you're in Buckinghamshire, you're in the South East. Uh, the party with the biggest share gets the most MEPs. There are 73 MEPs in the UK. UK and out of those 73, well I say out of those 73, those 73 go on to make up a whopping 670, sorry, 765 across all 28 countries, so a huge number. We mentioned the in-out debate. Why has that been such a big part of this campaign? Well, you could argue that there have been uh, a sort of a rise in these Eurosceptic parties uh, across Europe, the, you know, the, these parties like UKIP and the on the, on the on, well, they wouldn't say on the right, but I think their policies are fairly aligned with that. Although lots of people say they're socialists, no to EU. Sorry, someone said who says that UKIP are socialists? Uh, I was talking to a Liberal Democrat the other day who said that most of UKIP's policies would you would Gosh. find in a okay. socialist background. That's interesting. Uh, I think you can sort of blame the Eurozone crisis. The uh, there has been a, a, a large increase in immigration. There was only last night on Newsnight they were talking to the uh, European Commissioner who's in charge of movement and was uh, admitting that the UK effectively got it a bit wrong in the early uh, to mid 2000s huge mm. numbers uh, of eastern europeans came to the country far more actually than was anticipated although the numbers that have uh, these are disputed but the figures of the number of romanian bulgarians in parliament yesterday was just uh, revealed to be much lower mm. than we'd expected but uh, again a, an mp last night on on the program was 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 saying that we you know, we can't really take those statistics for granted yet we don't know mm -hmm. so i think all of that benefits tourism those sorts of things that we hear about in the news uh, is has led to the people sort of feeling that perhaps you know, Europe doesn't do enough for them. Uh, well, these people in Luton were asked about whether they wanted to stay in Europe or not. I didn't think the European thing was a good thing to start with anyway. I didn't actually vote for it. Then again, my vote doesn't make a difference if everybody else thinks differently. I think we could survive without it. I don't think that's, it's that important to the people of Luton. We've got other issues and I don't think that we particularly need the European Union to keep us going. I think Europe's got its own problems. Many countries like Spain, people like that have got their own problems. And I think Luton's got its own issues and I think we'd be better off just independently independently trying to work them out rather than trying to get involved in other countries that have already got debts. In principle I think it does provide jobs in the in the long run because of uh, being a bigger market. The bureaucracy drives me mad, I suppose it does most people mad, but uh, we've still got sort of the economics to think about. 
We've got a minute, Paul. What about the local elections? Yeah, as you mentioned, Milton Keynes is all out. Uh, all seats are up. Uh, there's a few extra ones because of uh, it's got bigger boundary views. Um, Hertfordshire as well, they're voting in the districts. Um, I think Three Rivers is also an all-out election. Uh, and also in Watford as well, you've got the mayoral election where they will decide on an elected mayor to run the town. So uh, those are the only two areas, uh, or only two sort of counties, unitary authorities that are voting. Bedfordshire doesn't have any elections this year, apart from the Euros, and uh, most of Bucks either doesn't have it too. When is the election? It's a week today. Hey, the countdown has begun. Yeah, and there'll be uh, the first few, uh, you know, we'll get the results overnight on the Thursday. So by Friday morning, we'll have a couple of councils in Hertfordshire, okay. most accounting on Friday. And uh, what, uh, what is the BBC saying? Who should we vote for? You make your choice. <laughs> Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, heavy going around Junction 9 for Redbourne at the moment. Also on the M25, slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also got some delays showing up now between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound delays building at Junction 7 for Stevenage at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. (laughs) Paul, you finished. Maybe you could leave the studio now and put the kettle on. Thanks very much, love. There we go. Lots coming up, including would you eat a placenta? Dirty Gertie from number 30. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines court set to ban Hertfordshire Company from processing placentas. Mother arrested over death of baby in Buckinghamshire and criticism of palliative care in hospitals. BBC Three Counties Radio. The court is set to ban a Hertfordshire Company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums, according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. The Coram Borough Council took the legal action against the Berkhamstead Company, who claimed the placenta helps reduce postnatal depression and improves the supply of breast milk. More from Jessica Cooper. The Coram Borough Council took IPEN to court over concerns about bacterial contamination. The judge ruled that two emergency prohibition orders should be in place to stop the company processing raw placentas. IPEN says none of the women they've worked with have ever been ill from their products and they hope new safety documents will lead to the decision being overturned. A 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. Police were called to the woman's home in Chesham yesterday morning and later arrested her on suspicion of overlaying. The term used when a baby is suffocated when somebody lies on them while in bed. It's understood the baby girl was just a few weeks old. A review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, Eastern North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Those which are providing the recommended service are West Hearts and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. Dr Bill Noble is from Marie Curie Cancer Care. More and more people are, I'm pleased to say, getting their preference of dying at home 
But nevertheless, because hospital is the most common place where we're likely to die, we must improve the deal that terminally ill patients get in hospitals. The captain and three other crew members of the ferry which sank off the coast of South Korea last month have been charged with manslaughter. The 11 other members of the crew who survived the disaster have been charged with negligence. More than 300 people, most of them schoolchildren, died when the ship capsized. Two men have robbed a bookmaker's in Hemel Hempstead at gunpoint. The raid happened at Corals in Queen's Square just before 9.30 on Monday night. Two members of staff inside the shop were not injured. Hertfordshire police say extra patrols have been put in place in the area. The RSPCA say they can ask firefighters for help rescuing animals, but it's up to the fire service to determine the level of response. It follows Hertfordshire firefighters being called to rescue a bird which got caught in netting on a supermarket roof. More from you and Duncan. A baby dove became trapped above the Tesco store at Hideway in Welling Garden City. It was freed after the RSPCA contacted Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service for help. Supermarket staff had noticed the collared dove was stuck in the net and in distress. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons plans for next season should become clearer today, with manager Carl Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. Stephen Gleeson, Isle McLeod, Alan Smith and Anthony Kay are among those out of contract this summer. The weather, plenty of sunshine this morning, cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's the right size. It's it's not overbearing. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. Hatfield House and the old town. There's just a lot of history down there. It's all about where you live. I've lived here all my life, near enough. I enjoy it. I like swimming pool. Like to swim. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. Excellent stuff as always. Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past seven. It is a fantastic day out there today. I was driving in, it was bright sunlight at about a quarter to five this morning. Very confusing. Lots to talk about. In curing, in, in curing, including pureed placentas, dopey doves, and we'll have a delighted Justin Dealey. Isn't that nice? Lots of text this morning, which is great. Let's have some more phone calls, if you don't mind. 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's do some texts about birds. We've had two bird stories today. Two bird stories. One about gay penguins adopting. Uh, and one about a do- get We'll talk about this later on. A dove got stuck in a little bit of netting on top of Tesco. RSPCA came out. I don't know why it was the RSPCA, not the RSPB, but that's a matter for a different day. They decided to call the fire brigade. So the fire brigade turns up to rescue a dove. Come on, guys. That is not a use useful use of resources, is it? I think I got there in the end, didn't I, Kath? Just about, yeah. Oh, 08459 Uh Stephen Redbourne says, I've got three gay geese. I bought them female geese, but they've only got eyes for each other. Well, you know, hey, listen, each to their own. And Tony says, David Doveman needs to get out more. This was a, a, an expert we had on about 50 minutes ago. A lot of the flying rats stroke pigeons in Luton have mangled feet. It's a shame to see. I don't like pigeons. Am I a racist? Well, Tony, uh, I'll, I'll leave our uh, listeners to make up their own minds on that. 
Now, if you're having your breakfast this morning, maybe you're having uh, liver or a little bit of black pudding, put your spoon down for a bit. Or a fork. A judge looks set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing raw placentas into smoothies for new mums. The Independent Placenta Encapsulation Network claims ingesting the placenta is a great way to boost your mood and your milk after birth. But Decorum Borough Council raised concerns about bacterial contamination, concerns which have been upheld by a judge in a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties Radio. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Would you ever do it? Have you ever done it? I remember it was popular a while ago, wasn't it? Or could you save the placenta? Why? I'm going to eat it. 08459 555 555. We can speak to the woman behind iPen, uh, Linnea Sharif. Good morning. Linnea, am I pronouncing your name right? Linnea, yeah. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Is this the end of the line or will you find a way around it? Well, basically, iPen is a, uh, a training provider as well. So we offer training for midwives and doulas around the world. And we have over 102 specialists uh, located in all parts of the world. And they offer placenta services. So, no, this is absolutely not the end of the line. It's, it's, um, it, it puts me in a difficult position for a short while. But in the meantime, I mean, this has been going on for about five months. We have improved our food safety management system to include uh, a couple more documents, really, that's what the whole case was about. We weren't, um, we didn't have enough documentation, okay. and so we, we've now hired a, a food safety expert who's drafted and, um, and put in place a very thick food safety management system that would equate any sort of large food business. Um, and we're going to put that into place and submit that to the Decorumborough Council, and I'm sure they'll be pleased with it. So. The people have been. I, I've heard of pe- people eating placentas f- for years now. Uh, were you surprised yeah. when Decorum took issue with you? and the way you work. I was very much surprised, actually, because I had been working with the Cornborough Council since 2010, and the, um, their decisions came quite um, abruptly and without warning. So, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a shock for us, um, but we've we've gotten through it, and uh, you know, we'll just we'll just have to take things as they come. But it certainly doesn't mean the end of our services. There, there, there is no, as far as I'm aware, no scientific evidence of of the health benefits, is there? But you're you're convinced that it does have health benefits. Well, the thing is, when when pharmaceutical companies um, issue money towards sort of research and testing, it's usually to benefit them in, in some way or another because they can then sell on the, the medicine or, or the product afterwards back to the public. But in our case, there isn't really any financial gain in any sort of medical testing. Um, so it'd have to be like a research college to, to do that. And actually, at the moment, um, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, has three research anthropologists who are working together on a double-blind placebo trial for the, um, to, to sort of test mm. the benefits of placenta encapsulation. So there is research going on at the moment as we speak, and as soon as that's released, which should be sometime this year, yeah. um, then then you know we'll know for for sure whether or not it's a placebo effect or or whether or not it's. Um, it actually does yield benefits, and I'm absolutely certain it does. You what know, do, beyond do, a shadow of a doubt. What do the mums say who eat it? 
Well, our mums, mostly um, first-time mums, just say that they feel great. Their, their, their feedback is, I've got loads of milk, I've got loads of energy, I seem to be doing a lot better than my friends, um, and my hair hasn't fallen out, and I just feel really good, and I'm not tired, even though I'm up all night with a crying baby. Um, second-time mums notice the difference massively, because mm. they have a, a previous experience to compare it with. So um, so they're saying, you know, I've got, I've got more milk than I had last time, I've got more energy than I've had last time. And I I simply feel great, and I'm definitely doing this again. I mean, we've had a pretty much a 98% um, feedback, like positive feedback rate, and we've compiled um, feedback from over 700 mothers around um, the country who've consumed their placentas. And like I said, 98% of the feedback was positive. So, you know, it's I think that speaks for itself, really. Then uh, stay there. We're joined now by Chris Troy, Group Manager for Regulatory Services at Decorum Borough Council, who's been involved in the whole process. Chris, why did you decide to take action against IPEN? Um, well, we didn't really have any, any choice but to take action. Um, we have a duty. Uh, we have a duty to protect the public from any potential food safety risks. Uh, many of the people who are consuming these products would not be fully aware of all the hazards um, associated with. It's not really sector. a product. A pl- can, you, can you call a placenta a product? Well, it is because at the end of the day, it's been it's been used as a food. It's no different than any 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 food that you eat in. In, in other situations, uh, from food premises. But surely uh, if someone wants to... If a woman wants to eat something that has passed through her... What an awful phrase. But if a woman wants to do that, what's your beef? Oh, n- nothing. Absolutely nothing on that. And certainly we're not, uh, we know, we're not discouraging sort of mothers from eating their, their placentas. Um, this, is a, this is clearly something quite different, because this is a business which takes the mother's placenta. Um, and uh, our key issue is that... Uh, we identify there's a number of aspects of contamination that could occur to do with the placenta. Um, and our, our, I suppose our, our concerns were that uh, the, the chill chain, probably in between sort of taking the placenta and actually process, processing that food later on, um, that's the key thing here. I mean, if, you know, if, if mothers, uh, you know, say use their placenta fairly quickly, um, then, then, you know, some of these issues um, aren't apparent. And, and, of course, you know, the, you know, you can't stop people doing stuff, um, you know, domestically, but this is a business. Um, and the inherent risks actually in the placenta um, are all associated with, um, you know, contamination at the beginning, but particularly, um, you know, where there's delays in, in processing that product, um, there can be growth of bacteria. And certainly one of the things that we, we concentrated on in, in the court case um, was, um, was the Staphylococcus aureus, um, which produces toxins. Um, they are heat resistant, but we actually did actually identify a number of other organisms that could be actually present in, in the centre. If, so con- if you were so concerned, Chris, why did it take you two and a half years to consider shutting them down? Well, I think... Because yeah, I would have thought if, you'd have been more, if you were worried about people getting food poisoning or becoming ill or something, you'd have gone in there straight away. Well, no, I, I mean, uh, uh, um, you know, two different officers dealt, dealt with, this, uh, with this issue. Two and a half um, years. I would, I would hope if, if there was yeah. a restaurant that, that had food, that had issues, that, that you lot would be in there immediately, not two and a half years later. Well, well, perhaps I can explain. Certainly, certainly when the first officer went in there, uh, this was a much smaller operation, much more of a domestic-type operation. Um, certainly, as time went on, um, we realised that this, this, this um, particular business has expanded, as, you, as, you, as you're aware. There's a, there's a network, I think, of over 130, 30 people, I think probably more than that now. Um, and, and certainly the, the type, the nature of the actual processing change at the beginning, it was just encapsulation. These are um, placenta that was printed into capsules. They were actually cooked at that time, so some of the, some of the risks were less. 
Um, obviously, later on, we found that that, that could be a problem later on. But uh, certainly in terms of the, the raw smoothies, that was something which was, uh, which was taken on board sort of later on. Um, so, you know, the, the officers that's weren't fully aware of the, of the total risk. Uh, Linnea, you want to come in? Sorry, that's not true. We've always been doing uh, placenta smoothies ever since 2010, and the Decorenborough Council were fully aware of that back in 2010. So, actually, that's not true. Well, I, 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 I don't believe we were made made aware of uh, all, all the information, and that's hence that's why we've um, over a period of time. I have email have evidence been. of the contrary. Well, uh, well, I, I, well, I have in front of me, and actually, if you look at the hearing, I have the actual hearing in front of me as well. So, so we've got the statement well, from the hearing. Okay, well, let's not and get too much. One in- of the, one of the, I should just say one of the things that we, you know. Following the inspection in, in April, um, we asked for Mishri's procedures um, on three or four occasions um, during the inspection was in April, and we asked for the, the procedures in, in the summer. Three times we asked for that. We didn't get those procedures. Okay, well, let's, let's not go in, I don't want to go into the technicalities of the case. No, how many no, people, no. Uh, Chris, how many people have, have been sick and how many people have complained? No one's, no one's been sick. That's not, not the point oh. of this. It's how many people have complained? Risk. And we, 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 we wouldn't know if people None. were sick because it could be... <laughs> it, 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 None. It could be... Yeah, sorry. Um, we, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily know if pe- people were sick because they could be displaying symptoms. Symptoms like if you're going to the doctor, you may not know that the, that the cause is placenta. Hang on, if, no one, if no one's complained... I, think I, I beg to differ, actually, because midwives look after women for roughly 10 days postnatally, and if women were complaining of vomiting and um, severe tummy upset, which, was, which is what the, the symptoms of enterotoxin poisoning are, then a midwife would know about that most definitely. And there's, I have, beyond a shadow of a doubt, belief that our mothers would have come back to us and let us know, or they would have let someone know, i.e. their midwife. New, new moms, so it's Chris. very unlikely that anyone has ever suffered from food poisoning because we would know about it. Uh, maybe I could just re- reply to that. I, 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 can, I can tell you I've dealt with a number of food poisonings over the years, and it's always the first thing everybody says to us, oh, um, we've never had any cases of food poisoning. But, but Chris, new mums, Linnea's right, isn't she? Uh, 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 new mums are monitored very, very closely by, by midwives and uh, um, nurses and things like that for, for a period after the birth, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are, yes, for 10 days. Yeah, I mean, that, that might be the case. I mean, don't forget, when we're looking at this, we're looking at the potential risk. Okay. Um, and this is a novel food. This is something which is not being um, uh, you know, verified and tested. So it's something which, uh, you know, is new, it's new to, to, to in terms of processing, in terms of the risk assessment. I mean, I mean the key things that I should just say is that, you know, I should really just reiterate what the court has said. I mean, basically, there's a, there's a failure to identify the hazards. Chris, is it true you gave them a four-star right four food rating before this? Well, yeah, based based on the actual operations that were going so, on. So, so hang on time. a second. You gave them a four star food rating. It took you two and a half years to to stop their practices. It sounds like Decorum Borough Council has either made a massive mistake or can't can't make their mind up. Disagree. I, I disagree with that. I think you know because of the, na- the, the nature and the aspect of the actual types of food that were being produced, the processing was different to what we saw later on. And certainly, you know, at the beginning we, we looked at this as a, as a domestic environment. Um, later on, we realised this is a full-blown business. Chris, we, we've got to end it there. Chris Troy, Group Manager for Regulatory Services at Decorum Borough Council. Linnea, one final question: Is it true you do placenta art? Yes, we do. What we, on um, earth is that? <laughs> you weirdo. I am a weirdo, yeah, I, I, I admit it. <laughs> well, what is placenta art? 
Placenta art, it basically we, we make these placenta prints, so the, the fetal side of the placenta is quite pretty actually, and it, it, it displays a, a network of vessels, and if you print that onto a piece of paper and lift it away again, you're left with a very beautiful picture of what looks like the tree of life. So mothers wow. request these, um, along with their capsules and their and their smoothies, and um, and they some of them hang them on their walls. I've visited my clients, and they have their placenta prints hanging on their walls. Linnea, so. we, we have to end it there. You you are, you are a good sport. Thank you very much. Let's Linnea Shreve. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors on the A5 heading south, things looking heavy around both Dunstable and Mark Yates at the moment. On the M25 anti clockwise, things are struggling between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Then on the M1 itself, London-bound heavy going between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport all looking good, though. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Alice. Yes? When are you coming here? Monday. Hey! Do you make a good cup of cough? Uh, yes. Well, sure. make be practising over the weekend. We have very <laughs> high standards here. Sure thing. See you on Monday. Ta-ta. 7.18 it is, what's the date for goodness sake, it's Thursday the 15th of May, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. That's according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. A 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. BBC Three Counties Radio. Is this a real text? Is this a genuine text from Pauline Harpenden? This is real? Yeah, it's real. Hi, Ian. My question about the placentas would be, where do they source them? Are they all donated somehow? That's a real text. Later this month, the UK and Europe goes to the polls to decide who represents us at the European Parliament. I really don't understand any of it, so I don't know. Our MEPs make decisions on everything from the food we eat to the cars we drive. This election promises to be one which could have a lasting impact on our political landscape. I am plenty of vote, yes, I've got my card through the post. And this afternoon, I'll host a special debate with the main parties live from the University of Hertfordshire. I think there's too many rules and regulations, really. I mean, everybody's governed by everything. An election special with me, Roberta Peroni, today from 3 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, it's kind of got me thinking. You, you, eat, you, you eat the placenta. I'm even struggling to say it. Have you done that, first of all? And what bits of your body have you kept? If I went in and... Ha- and are, you, are you allowed to keep bits of your body? If you go in and have, um, let's say, a testicle removed... Wow. Uh, as it, it, well, well, yeah, it happens. It's I hate extreme, to, but yes, I know. It happens. It happens to a lot of gentlemen, you know, and let's not make any bones about it. But if you have a testicle removed... Are you... <laughs> 
It's not now. Are you allowed to say, yeah, I'll put that in a bag? Well, in the olden days, they did used to jar things up for you, didn't well, they? Because, to be honest, if I had one, I would then, if I had one removed, I would take in a jar of uh, pickles. And I'd say, pop it in there. Oh. And then I'd, next time a friend came around who likes pickles, I'd offer him one. Well, that is an outrageous, <laughs> terrible thing to do. <laughs> I'm just reminding myself. Come on, Decorum never. Borough Council, shut me down. <laughs> well, but are you allowed to demand parts of your body? I think people did keep things. I remember stories about people keeping appendixes in jars. Appendices? Appendices. Yeah. Appendices. Forwards. Forwards. But I've never had mine out, so I've never been offered the option. There's something you get out all the time, and I wish you'd take them home with you. But 08459 455 555. We've all got teeth, haven't we? Yeah. In drawers. Oh. Um, hair. Bit of hair, That's yeah. normal. Te- my boy, whenever he gets his hair cut now um, at the Barbers, uh, they always do it too short. Just just a trim. Oh. He always takes um, some home in a bag. Just in case. Just in just case. Just to get back on. Yeah. So, yeah, what bits have you got? OK. Oh, wait, what's, what's your beef? What's the matter, Kelly? Um... There was a caller lined up, but he's gone. If you want to know all... Get him back, get him back, get him back. 08459 455 555. What bits of your body have you kept? Are you, are you allowed to? When they take out your tonsils or your appendices uh, or a kidney, are you allowed to, to say, I'll have that, put that in a box, give us a doggy bag? Is that how it works? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Inzo's on the line. Morning, Inzo. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? Uh, listen, I know you don't really want to talk to me. Well, <laughs> you, I know, I know you've called up just so you got to speak to Kelly Betts. You're a bit of a Kelly Betts fan, aren't you? A uh, super huge one. You know, sometimes you want a breath of fresh air and the smell of rain on the sand, and it's just something invigorating and fascinating. I think if you and Kelly Betts switch places once or twice a week, it would just liven things up. Kelly Betts is like a breath of fresh air or some rain on a hot day. Lovely. Well, in that case, Inzo, I'm going to shut up. Kelly, over to you. It's your boyfriend. <laughs> Hi, Inzo. Hi, Kelly. How Hi. are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm looking forward to your presentation of the show next week. Oh, well, thanks very much for that. Inzo, um, how do you spell your name? I-N-Z-O. That's, where's it from? It's lovely. It's a mixture. It's a... Um? Mixture. Oh, Italian what? and Indian. Oh. What does it mean? A gift. A gift? Yes. And you know what? In some ways that's true. Well, I look forward to hearing a lot more of you on the show. Ian is good. Ian is good. He's not bad. He's he's not bad. He's not bad. And uh, for the record, just very quickly, I've eaten raw liver, which is an absolute delicacy in many Middle Eastern countries. Sheep's liver. What? What did you say? I said, in the past, as part of a ceremony, uh, I've eaten raw sheep's liver. Oh, sheep's liver. Yes, oh. and it's an absolute delicacy. Something oh. you get at probably one of the top restaurants in London. Does it taste like chicken? Oh, no, better. Oh. Maybe we but could go for some one day. Absolutely, my treat. And it's been an absolute delight talking to you. And, and you, Ian. you've made my morning. Is he still there? He's doing <laughs> something, yeah. Oh, okay, so no hard feelings. No hard feelings, okay, I will no, do. I'm a regular listener to the show. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC the, Three um, Counties Radio. <clears throat> The 
uh, Boo Radley's Backlash Backlash is beginning on Twitter. We'll get to that shortly, but here's a story. Animals, always coming a cropper on this programme, and, and Roberto's programme, let's be honest, he does the animal stories. Dogs trapped in rabbit holes, deer's head stuck in fences, and now we've got a dangling dove from above. The RSPCA were called to Tesco's in Wellin by staff concerned about a bird trapped in netting designed to keep pigeons off the roof. They couldn't manage on their own, so they decided to call the fire brigade. Let's talk to Area Commander Ian Parkhouse from Hertfordshire County Fire and Rescue Service. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm really surprised by this. What on earth are the fire brigade doing rescuing a dove from some netting? Well, we, we currently have a, um, uh, a memorandum of understanding with the RSPCA that we will come out and assist them when requested um, incidents where both domestic and wild animals are trapped or in danger. It's a dove, though, Ian. Doves die. Well, I yeah, I do understand it's a dove. You know, we, we sent limited resources to the incident. We actually sent one fire appliance to attend, assess the situation and decide what can be done. Is a fire appliance, does that mean a fire engine? Yes, it is. Sorry, so you sent a fire engine. How many, how many people did you send? Uh, it's, it'll be between four or six people riding on the fire appliance. Okay, so that one, I, I can't determine how okay, many so let, let, let's, let's be generous and say there were four firefighters, there was a fire engine. Yes. It does seem extreme for a dove stuck, stuck in some netting. Do you, do you have to go out when the RSPCA call, or can you tell them to jog on? We can, yeah, we can make a professional judgment on whether it, we attend or not, Ian. On this situation, from the information provided by the RSPCA officer on scene, it was determined we'd send her a fire appliance. I have to say that the fire appliance is available for other operational calls, so should we get yeah. a more risk-critical incident come in, they would obviously leave the animal rescue and attend that. Uh, no, we've, we've, I've spoken to, to various fire services, and by the way, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of the fire service and the work you do, but, I, but we've spoken before uh, to, to, to various fire services, and I, I, I've been told, and I was led to believe, that um, they only go out when it's to stop a human hurting themselves by trying to rescue an animal. No, actually, under the Fire Services Act, Ian, right. we have a responsibility to prevent harm to the environment, which okay. also includes... Plants and animals, so okay. we, we've got a responsibility. Yeah, that's what? for chemical spillage to oh, protect, okay. the, protect the environment. Okay. In hindsight, Ian, do you think it was a mistake to go and rescue a dove? No, I don't in hindsight. I think we sent limited resources. It was available um, for other emergency calls from the incident. We, we were actually in attendance, I think, Ian, for 19 minutes. So we attended, we put a ladder up, we rescued the dove, handed it over to our SPCA and actually left the scene. That was all done within 19 minutes of receiving the call. So pretty efficient attendance, I'd say, and, and dealing with the incident. Where do you draw the line? animal-wise? Because I've seen documentary, nature documentaries, and animals are always getting themselves into trouble, aren't they? Would you help a fox, for example? Uh, we, depending on the situation, you know, every situation is different. We'd attend, we'd send a single fire appliance to yeah. have a look, sorry, a fire pump to have a look, assess the scene and make a judgment from that scene. Everyone is different. It's very hard to use a, a blanket, you know, yeah. attendance or blanket okay. tasking. Well, I'm the RSPCA. I phone up and say, um, Ian, Ian, there's a stoat on a boat. Would you go and rescue it? We would obviously speak to the RSPCA officer at the scene, gather as much information as we can, and then using our, our professional judgment, we would decide whether we were um, sending a, a fire engine to the actual scene to deal with the incident. There's a shrew in the loo and it can't get through. Are you going to go and help that? Uh, it's exactly the same again. Yeah. Every situation is different. We'd obviously gather as much information as we can and try and um, determine whether we attend or not. OK, there's a cat in a hat and it stucks its fat. Would you go and help that? <laughs> Ian, it's exactly the same again. 
you know, you need to gather as much information All as right. you can and then try to determine whether we're attending Ian, or not. you're a good sport. Thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate your time. That's uh, Area Commander Ian Parkhouse from Hertfordshire County Fire and Rescue Service. Uh, the RSPCA said it will always try to investigate when it has reports of an injured animal. The fact it's a wild dove makes no difference to us. We love all animals. It's still an animal in need of help and its welfare is compromised. The bottom line is, if we had just left this bird to suffer, it would have died. It has not been it. Hey, guess what, RSPCA, who I have a lot of respect for? Birds die. Birds die. It's nature. It's evolution. That dove got stuck in a net. Tough. Tough. Am I cold? Am I heartless? It's a dove. It's the bird of peace. Yes, well. You wouldn't have this problem with a pigeon. We would have shot a pigeon. 08459 four double. He was a nice fellow, Ian. Thank you for coming on. 08459 four double five five double five. Do you think it was a waste of resources to save a dove from above? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, heavy going between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On the M1, London bound, looking slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Then in Luton itself, the Kidneywood roundabout, both of the approaches, that's the London Road and Airport Way, looking heavy as you head towards the motorway. On the sensors on the A5 southbound, things looking very slow around Markgate at the moment. Also got some delays in Chesant on the A10 as you approach the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums, according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. The 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Chesham on suspicion of overlaying the term used when a baby is suffocated when somebody lies on them while in bed. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, East and North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Don's plans for next season should become clearer today, with manager Cole Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. Stephen Gleeson, Arsenal McLeod, Alan Smith and Anthony Kay are among those out of contract this summer. Robinson says he expects to make five or six new signings. Wickham have signed striker Paul Hayes after he left promoted Scunthorpe. The 30-year-old scored six goals in six games during a loan spell at Adams Park in 2012 and Wickham will host a Chelsea in Matt Bloomfield's testimonial on Wednesday, July the 16th. Watford scholar Josh Doherty has become the latest youngster to be given a professional contract at Vicarage Road. He follows Alex Jakubiak and George Byers. Meanwhile, Watford's longest-serving player Lloyd Doyley says fans need to be patient after a frustrating season. I think they just need to be patient. Not everything happens in one or two seasons. You know, it's about progress. And uh, everybody thinks we've gone backwards this year, but I don't think we should look at it in that way. I think we should uh, look to see how next year goes and hopefully get a little bit of stability and uh, look forward. 
Sevilla have won the Europa League final, beating Benfica on penalties after a goalless draw after extra time. And in rugby, Danny Cipriani is set for his first England call-up since 2008, with a likely place in a preliminary squad ahead of the forthcoming match against the Barbarians and the tour to New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I do, th- I've got so much respect for the fire service. What an amazing job. Do you remember a while ago we had a gentleman call up, was it Steve or Simon, who said the fire service was scum? Do you remember that? What was it? It was a Steve, was it? Guy called up um, when they were striking and said they were scum. And uh, that most of the time they were just spent playing games in the, in the yard, in the, 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 like a schoolyard. I don't agree with that at all. And, and, and I don't think anybody else would agree with that. But, but, go into, send him five people out and a fire engine to rescue a dove. Are you taking the, are you having a laugh? That does seem like a ridiculous waste of resources. It's a dove. Got stuck in a net. I really think both the RSPCA and the fire service have uh, embarrassed themselves on this one. Imagine being the RSPCF. Again, an organisation that generally I have a lot of time for. They do a lot of good work. They get called to a Tesco. There's a, a, a dove stuck in a net. The RSPCA fellow looks at it and goes, hmm, what's the best thing to do? I mean, we could, uh, we could all kind of ignore this. It's only a dove. Or, hang on, where's my phone? 999. Yeah, fire service, please. Yeah, yeah, it's the RSPCA. Nope, 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 not a deer. Nope, 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 not a dog. No, it's not a lion. No, it's not gay penguin. No, it's a dove. Yeah, a dove stuck on a net. Yeah, on the roof of Tesco's. Okay. Yeah, three and ten. I actually held my phone while I was doing that. What, were you eating a sweet? Like I was eating my friend. One of my new favourite things. Pretending to eat sweet. Pretending I'm eating a sweet while I'm talking. I'm going to do it. Uh, so, uh, it's uh. a nice... It's a nice affectation. It sounds horrible. It does sound disgusting, but that's primarily because it's associated with your voice. Oh, thanks, mate. You're welcome. 08459 455 555. Do you think, do you agree with me? This is ridiculous. The RSPCA have completely muffed up and embarrassed themselves by calling the fire service. The fire service have made themselves look ridiculous by going to rescue a dove. I think it's embarrassing on all parts. I don't think anybody gets out of this well. And yet, you know, hey, listen, let's, let's help animals and stuff. Of course we should. It's a dove. Doves die. Yeah? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call on that. I don't think there could be anybody out there who could defend the actions of the RSPCA or of the fire service. There's no way. Even the most devout animal lover would have to admit that this is a ridiculous situation i don't want to say the word stupid because we don't use that word in my house but it's stupid really is isn't it it's a dove there's a shrew and a loo what are you going to do call the fire brigade well they'd go and have a look they'd go and have a look they'd weigh it up oh eight four five nine four double five five double five kieran's in dunstable morning kieran Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good, but I'm, I'm, I'm angry, to be honest. I'm angry with the RSPCA and the fire service. They've embarrassed themselves. Well, in my regards, you can sort of see from both sides of the story. You've got to think about it. The bird got stuck in a net, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, a human. 
fortunate to be a human, they wouldn't be able to go and help rescue that poor wild animal. Say that again. So, um, it must have been a human being or a, or a person to put the net up in the air that the wild bird got stuck in. Yes yeah, it's, no? to, it's, to, it's to stop pigeons landing and, and nesting there, yeah. All right, so the human put it up, so why can't it be a human to go and help it down? Well, but hang on a second, it's up there to stop birds nesting there. It was doing its job. Yeah. But it's, 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 oh, hang on, it was doing its job. So, what, so what, is, is, it, is it right that we put nets up to stop our, uh, birds nesting and settling? Yes. Why? Well, because they do damage to buildings. All right, so if the birds remain up there and, and die and create diseases and the feathers fell down and it's like little children breathing in the dirty, dusty feathers, is so that all right, then? If the little children breathed in the dusty feathers, would that be all yeah. right? What disease, what disease is, is a dove carrying? Well, well all, all birds carry diseases. All birds carry diseases? Yeah. If, if the birds say, if the bird stays up there and it rots and remains, go, go horrible. It's kind of like infected like bacteria and stuff like that, isn't it? Is it worth calling out the Fire Brigade, a service that saves lives and is also being cut back drastically in an effort to save money? Is it worth calling them out? Like the fire service, like the fire firemen said you, it all depends on the situation, doesn't it? Do you really think... Kieran, do you really think that a fire engine and five firefighters should be Mm -hmm. called out to rescue a dove that's got his foot trapped? <laughs> Seriously, five, five, five is extreme. Yes, but but know, that's what they said. Out five, five firefighters. It will be a minimum of four. It's probably five firefighters went out to rescue a dove. Kieran, seriously, there is no way if that dove had died, it's not going to kill a child. A dead dove on a roof. There are dead doves everywhere. Not everywhere, that's an yeah. exaggeration. But there I'm are dead animals in all kinds of places. And you don't see children collapsing in the street because of it. No, but what I'm saying, if it was at a shopping centre and the feathers falling down or the spurs or anything, it could, of course it could, that height could harm humans. Is that one that's, dead that's dove on the roof of a Tesco's in... For a start, that's why the nets are up there, to stop pigeons nesting and, and, and spreading their diseases. Exactly! So he's so doing dead, his job. So a dead dove is up. So if a dead dove is stuck in there, it's going to spread diseases. One dead dove stuck on the roof of a Tesco's in Welling is not going to kill a child. I did say it was going to kill a child. So it could like, make, make someone poorly sick, couldn't it? For the feathers and the How is it? And all the I don't know how a dead bird's feathers make someone poorly. When, when has this ever a, happened? If there is a vet listening to this show right now, please phone Ian Lee and, and explain the diseases birds carry in their Oh, feathers. so hang on a second. So you're saying this, but you don't actually know it's true. Well, I know it's true, because I... I, I but I'm, back I, I you just can't ask for someone else to call in with Ev! I can't medically tell you what the, the, the birds carry, but birds do carry diseases. But, but you don't, you don't know that they carry diseases, because you're now asking for someone to come and back you up. You can't come on with half an argument, Kieran, and then call it's for not someone... It's not tag team I'm wrestling. Saying, I'm just saying I don't know the full medical terms and whatever it is. Birds carry the diseases. Kieran, thanks very much for your call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is it true? I was, I was, um, maybe I was harsh there with Kieran. Could a dead dove on the roof of a Tesco's in Wellin kill a child? That's the question. Oh <laughs> eight four five nine four double five five double five. I don't think Kieran was in full possession of the facts. Uh, here, Howard's on the line. Morning, Howard. Hello, mate. Could a dead dove stuck on a, t- a roof of a Tesco in Wellin kill a child? He was he seemed adamant that it was a, a, a sensible use of resources. Really? Oh, I see. Well, I, if I was uh, the uh, fire brigade, I'd, I'd build the RSPCA. 
I do think that. But the thing is, Howard, I think they're both wrong. I think the RSPCA made a huge mistake calling the fire service, and I do think the fire service should have gone, mate. Seriously, it's a dove. Get over it. Howard, I'm going to let you go because the line's not great. The voice of reason there. Why didn't they just get a ladder? Surely there must be a way. There must. I would have thought. I'm assuming here there would be a way onto the roof from the building, wouldn't there? Just climb up there. Oh, dove. Honestly, the fire brigade. Yeah, is that the RSPCA? Yeah. We're going. What was it? A dove. You take it. A dove. Jog on, mate. Go, no, go, no, it's a dove. Get over it. Go on. Boo-hoo-hoo. That's what they should have done. Get me a shrew in a canoe, then we're talking. There, we're stoked on a boat. I'm there. Uh, fox in a box. Mm, I love it. Justin. Boss, I don't get it. Where's your heart this morning? <laughs> Come on. That's, a, that's another radio station that we don't know. <laughs> uh, well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this dove. It's a living creature. Oh, mate, listen. Realistically, that's the word, realistically... Um, it's a dove, okay? It's one But it's dove. living. Well, it is now because we've wasted a fortune sending out the fire service hey, listen, to rescue it. If the fire brigade are busy, obviously don't go. But if they've got nothing to do, why not? Because What's the problem? Costs, keep hey, them busy. Get, no, no, don't keep them busy. Keep them waiting for a real emergency. And mm-hmm. it costs money to send those ladies and gentlemen out. Okay, so for an hour or so, they could be, what, eating biscuits or saving a living creature. What's more important? Sorry, did you just suggest that the fire service sit around eating biscuits all no, the time? No, did not suggest that at all. I'm just saying for that, that particular I, hour, I if they are not busy, suggested. if they are not busy, what's the problem? I don't see what your beef is. My beef is, right, the RSPCA and the fire service have embarrassed themselves. But why? The fire service is facing huge cutbacks, OK? They're, yep. they're, they are facing changes to their working conditions. As we know, there have been lots of strikes because of changes to pay and pensions and the whole working structure, OK? Money is being saved. Saved. So then we go and... Uh, I need to just check my language. Yes. Then we go and waste a load of money. Yeah. <laughs> then we go and waste a load of money rescuing a dove. Justin, yeah. doves are dying all... There is a dove dying... Every time I clap my hands, yeah. a dove dies. Well, let's save one, then. No! Exactly my point. Let's save a dove. If the fire brigade haven't got any fires to attend, what is the problem? There's that great line, and I hope this is true. I don't know if it's true or apocryphal, that, that um, Bono's at a gig. Maybe it was Live 8 or something. And he says, every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa dies. Oh. And someone shouts out, well, stop clapping then! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a great story. Horrible. Uh, uh, Justin. Yes. Can we send you out on this? Uh, yes, but I want a public apology first. Sorry? Uh, about the ghost. The ghost evidence that you've got. Uh, you knocked me last week, time and time again, you now have scientific evidence that ghosts exist and around you. Give me a public apology and I'll do anything for you this morning. I'm sorry. Thanks. If you want to see the Ev, uh, there is a picture that was taken at the uh, the Radio Academy Awards the other day in uh, the Dorchester. Very, very old hotel. Probably been there for hundreds of years. A couple of hundred years. hundred years. 80 years. 150 years. <laughs> there is a picture of us with our award and well, th- th- let's. Uh, can we retweet that picture from the BBC Three Counties uh, thing, Kath? Yeah, we should warn you though. If you are of a delicate disposition, you might Honestly, brace yourself before you open that. We have had a big, we have had a big laugh at Justin's expense recently about ghosts. Uh, and then I got this picture yesterday, and um, I didn't see it. And my wife went, "What the flipping heck is that?" And I said, "What?" And she showed me. And I'm not going to say where it is. You find it with your own mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, and there is. <laughs> 
There is something very, very spooky on there. Thank I've, you. I've tweeted it at Ian Lee. I will tweet it from the BBC Three Counties uh, uh, Twitter account as well. What I find really uncanny about this whole thing, and it yeah. did send a it chill is, down my spine. It is spooky, yeah. It does seem to be um, hanging around Justin. Yes. Because I believe, you see. You when you powers. believe, the special powers come towards you. Okay. So right. we, we will tweet that, and then you can uh, you can uh, give your give us your feedback on that, please, Justin. I'm sorry. There That's is, okay. There Thank is you. F. Thank you. Would you now go out and uh, ask people whether the fire brigade <laughs> were wasting their time? I actually think the the majority of people are going to be saying this is not a waste of time oh. at all. I think honestly, Justin I think in May. this country, in this country, we are animal lovers. And again, to to go back to my original point, if there are no fires and no emergency locally, what is the problem? J- uh, James says, I don't think it's a waste of resources to save a dove. There are probably as many DJs as doves, and we'd probably rescue Ian if he was stuck. <laughs> exactly. Phil says, you've done it now, Ian. By trivialising the plight of the dove, you will now incur the wrath of the animal lovers and idiots who anthropomorphise animals. You know what that <laughs> word means, Justin? I've got no idea. Okay. It sounds good. Yeah, Ian says, it's not just a dove, it's the distressed animal lovers seeing it. Mike yep. says, doves don't die, doves cry, ask Prince. Yes. And uh, Anonymous says, Ian, ten things I hate about pigeons, their feet. Well, the thing is, Ian, another point is, I think it was, uh, was it Bernard that phoned a few moments ago? He was saying, well, we put the net there in the first place, yeah. so if the net hadn't have been there, the dove wouldn't have been trapped. So it's are our you, fault. It's uh, our fault. Are you serious about this, Yes, Justin? I'm being deadly serious. Really? Because sometimes I can't tell. No, see, I'm being deadly serious you about this. If you plum. have people uh, in a supermarket car park watching a bird dying in front of them, the public don't want to see that. If we have got the resources and they're available, they should be there to help, but Obviously, if humans are in danger, we come first. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, heavy going between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors at the Clop Hill roundabout, both of the A6 approaches heavy going at the moment. The A5 southbound still really struggling around Markgate at the moment as you head towards Redbourne. And in Harpenden, the high street slow going in both directions around the station road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.46, it's Thursday, the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. That's according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service is defending sending firefighters to rescue a dove which had become trapped in netting on a supermarket roof in Welland Garden City. Area Commander Ian Parkhouse says they were only there for 19 minutes. And the Care Minister says he's seriously concerned by a report which has criticised how hospitals Hospitals look after dying patients. Coming up, we'll take more of your calls and talk about the EU. Yeah, that'll keep you listening. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Wendy. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, and uh, apart from a little bit of patchy cloud around already, it's a beautiful-looking day. We've got some lovely sunshine across the three counties, and after a chilly start, temperatures are recovering nicely, up to around 9 or 10 degrees in most urban areas at the moment. And as we go through the day, we are expecting to hit at least 19 degrees Celsius somewhere across the three counties, so it's really looking like a corker of a day. We won't always have the sunshine. It's going to come and go as a smattering of cloud develops throughout this afternoon, but that looks set to melt away again by 
by the evening and so we go into the night under clear skies once again and that could lead to one or two mist patches here and there and in the countryside temperatures down close to around three or four degrees celsius so there could be a touch of frost but only really for the prone spots for us all though fairly nippy night we will have temperatures in single figures tomorrow we do it all over again there will be that chilly start but sunshine through the day then coming and going through the afternoon as the cloud develops and if anything tomorrow will be a tiny bit warmer we could hit 20 degrees it continues as well into the weekend we were warning perhaps of one or two showers cropping up on saturday or sunday still a possibility but most of us will have a dry sunny and warm weekend with temperatures perhaps hitting 22 degrees celsius thank you very much uh, just two texts at random on the Dove and the Fire Service. Brettany says, you're such a big meanie, that poor little beautiful dove, why do you want it to die? And Carpet Martin says, so the Fire Service shouldn't rescue doves? Replace the word doves with immigrants and you're worse than UKIP or Hitler. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start. Crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. In just a week's time, over five hundred million people will go to the polls to elect MEPs to the European Parliament. It's like Eurovision, but a bit more important. They make decisions about many parts of our lives, from the cars we drive to the food we eat and the places we travel. Now, some people don't like that. Some people would rather we had full control of those decisions ourselves. So, what are the benefits and what are the negatives of being part of the EU? Petros Vasoulas is chair of the European movement and Rory Brumfield is director of the Better Off Out campaign group. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Petros, why should we be in Europe? Because Europe is a platform for us to achieve our ambitions. It's the place where we come together with 27 other European nations to do things together that are better done as a group than individually, be it on trade, economic cooperation, but also the little things that matter to people, like the the safety of the water we drink when we are on holiday or the, the quality of the hospitals we use when we are abroad for work. It makes trading cheaper, it makes our life easier. But the, the, the quality of the water in France and what a Spanish hospital is like, that's not going to affect that many people in, in Britain, is it? Of course it does. Uh, other than the fact that there are about 2 million Brits uh, living currently around the European Union, there are millions of them going through the Europe on business or leisure. Uh, it is quite significant. But it also, we shouldn't forget that it also provides prosperity and peace around our continent. It has done so for over 60 years, something that affects us directly on a daily basis. Rory, I'm guessing as a director of the Better Off Out campaign, you, you disagree. I do, I'm afraid. Um, I do on the basis that, actually, in terms of uh, Petros mentioned ambition, um, I think uh, many people around the UK want ambition to have jobs, and I see the EU as a job destruction machine, uh, where regulation coming from the European Union is uh, changing the business makeup of the United Kingdom in a way that we wouldn't want it to change, and uh, stopping small and medium-sized enterprises creating that uh, business wealth 
wealth and driving forward uh, the growth in jobs. How, how is it stopping, Rory? Because unemployment figures are down. There was a, a report mm. last month that uh, more and more people, are, uh, entrepreneurs, are starting up their own business. So how do you reach that conclusion? Well, that is wonderful news, but I would say I want more. Um, we would have more uh, jobs, we would have more opportunities, and looking forward, uh, we have a global economy that's booming, and a European Union that is stalling on trade agreements, uh, which we can't negotiate ourselves. Uh, but more fundamentally than that, the regulations that are coming out of the European Union are stopping businesses uh, from competing. And uh, as a result, uh, we can't generate the more jobs and more growth and more opportunities that I want to see for the British people. Actually, I think it's the exact opposite, if I may come in. Please do. Uh, we have replaced 28 set of rules with ones. In effect, simplifying the regulatory book, making it easier for small and medium-sized enterprises to trade across borders. Uh, 40% of our trade is with other European nations. That amounts to about 4 million jobs that are linked to that trade. So jobs are created over here because it's easier for British business to do trade across the European Union. What? And, you know, the, the global but economy is a world. very, very big place. When we are part of a community of 28 nations, we, can, we have more influence and we can strike better deals. We're negotiating one with the US now. We wouldn't be able to negotiate the same good terms if we were on our I own. I disagree. Uh, the UK-US trading relationship is very strong, stronger than any other EU nation. And the fact that we haven't got a free trade deal up until now is ludicrous uh, on the basis that we have had this relationship over many years and uh, it should be very easy uh, for the Chancellor of the Exchequer and David Cameron uh, to go over and make this deal. Petros, lots of money is spent on the EU. It does cost us a fortune to be part of it. Can you understand why people don't think they're getting value for money? Well, in fact, uh, I will challenge that premise. Uh, less than 1% of our GDP or our collective wealth is uh, contributed to the EU budget and about 80% of that goes back to citizens. To give you an analogy, only 40% of the UK budget goes back to you and me, whereas 80% of the EU budget goes back to EU citizens. And as I said, it's just 1% of our GDP. And, and for that, we get access to the biggest market in the world. We are, we are partners with countries like Germany and France, world leaders around the world. So Rory, it's a good, it's a good investment. Uh, I disagree because the regulations that we are sponsoring, such as the Common Agricultural Policy, are increasing the food prices for everyone across the UK and the European Union by up to 17%. Now, this represents over £500 on the average family's uh, grocery bill a year and is a disgrace. It's something that we wouldn't have if we were outside the European Union. And it, I would expect us to have cheaper, better quality food uh, at a reasonable price. Here's the thing, chaps. Right. I consider myself kind of fairly well read and I haven't got a clue. I don't know what, what the best situation is, whether to be in or out. I tend to believe the last person I've heard speaking. Petros, why, why should people be interested and how can they make an informed decision? Well, I think information is key here, and unfortunately for far too long we haven't had the debate. It's, it's a great pleasure that you are giving me, Roy, the opportunity to make the argument so people can inform the decisions. Because as far as I'm concerned, whether you believe in membership of the European Union or not, it's a very important matter. It's one that our, the future of our country depends on. And also our, our standing in the world depends on, and we are affected on a, on a daily basis by it. So it's imperative to have the debate as much as possible. Rory, do you think that the, uh, uh, the common man and woman is actually that interested in whether we should be in and out of Europe or is it a media construct? 
Well, I, I think uh, they are interested on the basis that it affects their everyday life. Um, I just mentioned food prices there. Energy costs is another thing that comes from the EU and uh, drives up energy bills in the UK. That is not true. Um, well, it is true. How is it? How is it? Uh, carbon capture, regulations to do with uh, shutting down power stations, the, the, state aid rules. There's an example here in Hinkley Point where state aid rules are stopping the UK investing its own money in its own energy production. Now, this is from the European Union. It's delaying a project so critical to the UK and its energy provision. On the contrary, we have open markets in the European Union creating more competition, making energy cheaper, and we're in the process of getting closer in energy cooperation to provide more security for ourselves. We see what's happening in, in Ukraine. A country mm. like Russia, which is, is a, it's a net exporter of, uh, of energy, can bully around nations. When we pull together, we're able to stand up to countries like that secure our energy sources and provide our people with cheaper and more reliable sources of energy. Petros, the UK if, is not the Ukraine. Petros, if, if we were to pull out of Europe as a, a significant number of people want, what effect would that have on Britain? Well, first of all, it will be the economic effect. As I said, foreign investors come over to the UK creating jobs and building factories because we are part of the single market. Outside of the single market, whatever products are produced here will suffer from a tariff when entering the European Union. Then, then I think it's the, the standing. We, were, we are able to project our interest around the world better when we are part of a big group. And of course, I think it's the values argument too. The Brits view themselves as open entrepreneurs who believe in democracy, who believe in, in free trade. And the European Union is a manifestation of that belief. Rory, you're, you're from the Better Off Out campaign. How would mm. we be better off out? Well, as I say, it's the opportunity to create more jobs. It's the opportunity to enhance our links. Now, we do more trade with the Commonwealth now than we do with Eurozone nations. And the idea to enhance that, uh, I think, and glo be global in our outlook is uh, something that we should act on and on the basis that what's best for British interests rather than what's the best for European Union interests. One doesn't cancel out the other. We, we can trade with the rest of the world while we're trading with Europe too. And in effect, the CBI has said that the European Union is springboard for our business to go out there and trade with the rest of the world. Our supply chains go through, through Europe. Our ability mm, yeah, to compete in the world is improved thanks to our membership of the European Union. Gentlemen, we have to end it there. We are out of time. I appreciate uh, your considered thought this morning. That's uh, the last voice you heard there was Petros Fasoulas, chair of the European Movement, and Rory Broomfield, who is director of the Better Off Out campaign group. And if you, can, uh, you want to find out more, you can hear a special debate with the Euro candidates live with Roberto tonight. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors at the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 approaches are both queuing at the moment. Also in Bedford, the Bromham Road, very heavy going from Biddenham as you head towards the centre of Bedford Town. On the speed sensors, the A5 very heavy going in both directions around Mark Yates. And the M25 anti-clockwise, we've still got delays between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Particularly heavy with queues around the Junction 16 at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Seriously, the, the fire brigade and the RSPCA have, have, have dropped a... Dropped the ball here, haven't they? They rescued a dove? That's got to be nonsense.
Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines court set to ban Hertfordshire Company from processing placentas. Fire Service defends Dove Rescue. And Nick Clegg says free school meals plan will happen in September. BBC Three Counties Radio. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire Company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. According to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties, the Coram Borough Council took the legal action against IPEN in Berkhamstead, who claim the placenta helps reduce postnatal depression and improves the supply of breast milk. Linnea Shreve from the company says they will present an improved food safety plan. I was very much surprised actually because I had been working with the Cornborough Council since 2010 and the um, their decisions came quite um, abruptly and without warning. So yeah, it was it was a little bit of a shock for us, um, but we've we've gotten through it and uh, you know we'll just we'll just have to take things as they come. But it certainly doesn't mean the end of our services. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service is defending sending firefighters to rescue a dove which had become trapped in netting on a supermarket roof in Welling Garden City. Area Commander Ian Parkhouse says they were only there for 19 minutes. We currently have a, um, uh, a memorandum of understanding with the RSPCA that we will come out and assist them when requested. We sent limited resources to the incident. We actually sent one fire appliance to attend. I have to say that the fire appliance is available for other operational calls, so should we get yeah. a more risk-critical incident come in, they would obviously leave the animal rescue and attend that. The 38-year-old mother has been arrested after her baby daughter was found dead in Buckinghamshire. Police were called to the woman's home in Chesham yesterday morning and later arrested her on suspicion of overlaying, the term used when a baby is suffocated when somebody lies on them while in bed. It's understood the baby girl was just a few weeks old. A review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people, with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, Eastern North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Those which are providing the recommended service are West Hearts and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. Two men have robbed a bookmaker's in Hemel Hempstead at gunpoint. The raid happened at Corals in Queen's Square just before 9.30 on Monday night. Two members of staff inside the shop were not injured. Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg says his controversial plan for free school meals will be ready in September, despite disputes over funding and organisation. This is going to happen. It is properly funded. I tell you what, it's going to be a really, really important boost to families up and down the country who are paying £400 a year to pay for for school lunches. It's been shown to have a dramatic effect on kids' ability to concentrate in class in the in the afternoon. It's got a very good effect as well in having children mixed together. Dixon's, which owns Curry's and PC World has announced it's to merge with the Carphone Warehouse. The chief executive of Dixon says it shouldn't result in any branches having to close. In sport, Milton Keynes-Don's plans for next season should become clearer today with manager Carl Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. The weather, plenty of sunshine this morning but cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counts. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's nice and it's full of history as you walk around. And all this week we're featuring Hatfield. Plenty to do for the children. I've seen changes over the years but it's a good place to live. It's all about where you live. It's the right size. 
It's it's not overbearing. Give it a go. Why not? It could be the make of your... The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Look, it's the right size. It's not overbearing. <laughs> Love that fella! I'm hoping he's talking about the town. So, we've... Um... <laughs> We've tweeted the picture of um, us receiving an award, uh, and, and it's the evidence that ghosts exist. I'm not going to say where, but just look carefully at the picture. Oliver Dean has, um, well, he's replied, the only evidence I've seen is that, see is that Paul Scoynes is a dwarf. He does look rather tiny in it. Lots to talk about. Would you eat a placenta? No, of course you wouldn't, because you're sensible. And the fire brigade, well, they sent four to six officers out and a fire engine to rescue a dove trapped in a net. It's a dove. They have embarrassed themselves this time, haven't they? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Julia's in Stevenage. Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Mr Lee. Good morning, Ms Julia. What would you like to say? Can't we look at this fire brigade in a different kind of way? Tell me. They're practising. After all, you don't become a fireman and go out to fight fires without practising. And surely going up a ladder, going across a roof or whatever, is all practice for when they go out to... Fight fires. They, but they, but they, they practice climbing up ladders anyway. Well, that's just another way, isn't it? But it's oh, Julia, listen, it's it's all very noble and everything, but it's a waste of money. It would have cost money for that. That's right. Maybe here's something. Maybe they should have set the dove on fire. Oh, Lee, you say you're stupid is not allowed in your house. Well, it's a good job, because you'd be called stupid all the time. I am by my four-year-old son, and we're going to... I think it's perfectly correct. You think what? You're you're agreeing with my son that I'm stupid? Yes. In this case, I Get out of that bath now. You're not thinking properly. Get out of the bath. You are going to bed, and there will be no stories, Julia. Uh I wish. (laughs) Cheeky. Cheeky little monkey. Thank you, Julia. You're a good sport. 08459 455 555. You'll take more of your uh, calls on that uh, a little bit later on. Now, a court looks set to ban a Hertfordshire company from making a rather unusual supplement for new mums. If you're having liver for breakfast or a bit of black pudding, we're talking about placentas. Placenta smoothies. The Independent Placenta Encapsulation Network claims ingesting the placenta, either as a drink or a tablet, helps reduce your chance of postnatal depression and boost your supply of breast milk. But in a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties... A judge upheld Decorum Borough Council's concerns of possible bacterial contamination in the way the placentas are processed. We can speak now to two experts who gave evidence in court. We've got uh, different opinions on this. We're joined by Professor Hugh Pennington, who's a microbiologist, and Slim Dinsdale, who's a food safety consultant specialising in food microbiology. Good morning to both of you. Hello. Good morning. Hugh, we'll start with you. What are your concerns about the risk of food poisoning from the smoothies? Well, uh, a 
small number of women in their birth canals carry a bug called Staph aureus, and it's well known that this can cause food poisoning if it produces a, a, a toxin. And the way the smoothies were being made, in my opinion, uh, led to that being a very real possibility. Not every uh, placenta smoothie would end up with this toxin in it, which causes really, really quite, uh, quite severe uh, vomiting. Uh, but uh, a, a significant minority of them could do. And there's no way of telling before you make the smoothie, mm. whether in fact the bug is there. Uh, w women carry, who carry this bug in their birth canals, they don't know it's there. It's not causing them any harm. It's when it gets onto the placenta as it's delivered, and then it, 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 uh, the, the bug produces the toxin, you eat the smoothie, and bingo, you, you can have food poisoning. And that was, that was the essential part uh, of the case that the decorum was putting up to say, this isn't safe. The way the smoothies were being made, it wasn't safe. Slim, it that sounds... It, it didn't stop this happening. Slim, that sounds sensible. If there's a chance of, of uh, women becoming ill, then it sounds sensible to, to stop it, doesn't it? Well, of course it sounds sensible to stop women becoming ill, but I think what Hugh uh, has just said, and what he said in court, is microbiologically unsound. Oh. Um, for the simple reason is that, that he's... Uh, it hasn't really taken into account the, uh, some of the basic microbiological principles. For a start, uh, if Staphylococcus is present, and it's likely to be present in some instances, there'll be extremely low numbers. Um, bacteria, when they're transferred onto a new medium, in this case, transferred onto a placenta, if they're transferred, and, uh, and as I say, one must expect that to some extent, um, then they simply wouldn't start growing immediately. They enter what's called the lag phase. And that's a fundamental microbiological principle which was uh, uh, explained in court but uh, clearly wasn't accepted by the judge. Hugh, um, I guess if, 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 if women choose to eat or indeed drink part of their insides, that's yeah. their choice, isn't it? Well, it, that's it, right. It, and that's, it, and that's it, where, it, and that's where one gets... Oh, hang on a second, Hugh, you go first and so we'll come to you in a second. Yeah, it, it's, it's their choice. But they have to know <laughs> what the risks are. And and basically, they have to know that the product is being prepared in a way that doesn't expose them to any unnecessary risk. And, and I would agree fundamentally, disagree fundamentally with what uh, what Slim has said about the lag phase and and uh, 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 and about the the uh, small numbers. Some women carry very large numbers of this bug, which can get onto the placenta. And the lag phase that is a laboratory uh, phenomenon. In real life, um, if you uh, provide a bug with food, the bug takes off and starts growing really very quickly. No, so we no, have a that, fundamental disagreement there. Hang on, Slim, it your is, turn. It's completely incorrect. No, I mean, it's not. It, it no, it's ignores not. the fundamental principles of microbiology. It isn't. I'm a microbiologist. I know about the fundamental principles. I've worked on bugs in the lab, and I know that you're wrong. Well, well, you haven't worked with them on food, Hugh, and that's the problem. I have. I've done a lot of work on food. Hugh, let Slim come in, Slim. Sorry, well, it, the, 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 the main point is that the, the, the fundamental principles of microbiology, lag phase, competition, um, are central to food microbiology, particularly when uh, assessing safety and quality. Uh, Used routinely in setting uh, the shelf life of foods. And now, there are no real consequence in uh, medical microbiology, although some of my medical microbiology, uh, uh, microbiology colleagues will uh, disagree on the, on the competition side. That is important. But when we start looking at particular food items and the risk involved, and I think Hughes raised that quite rightly, uh, then we have one woman with one percenter 
Uh, and it's not as, not as if this is going to be in a supermarket uh, being sold uh, to all and sundry. Uh, but particularly when one looks at and analyzes carefully, and I think that's the essential thing, when one analyzes carefully what the points are in terms of contamination, growth, I mean, it simply won't grow. Um, uh, the, 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 the estimates I, I produced, 25 degrees centigrade, um, uh, you, you won't get any significant growth for six hours, and that didn't take into account the competition. The vagina is uh, loaded with uh, healthy lactobacilli bacteria, which will actually pre uh, prevent uh, uh, Staphylococcus from growing. Uh, and so gentlemen, when let's you put all of those together, no. yes. the risk is, is so small as to be discounted. Hugh, what do, what do they need to do to uh, make these smoothies safe? In well, your opinion. Well, they're so, safe already. Uh, I no, think no, what, no, what can I come in, do? Hang on a second, Slim. Let, let, let Hugh... Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll come back to okay. you. Hugh, what do um, they need to do to make apologies. them safer, in your opinion? There are some rules that they could follow which would, which would make the, 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 the smoothie much, much safer to eat by having very, very firm temperature control. You know, when the percent is delivered, it has to be made cold as immediately and kept cold. And um, that, that is an essential aspect of it. It would be also very nice if, if you could do a little bit of testing to find out beforehand, if somebody wanted to go down this route, whether they were actually a carrier of this bug. That would be fairly simple to do, but I, many women wouldn't want to go down that route, so I wouldn't say that was an essential part of it, but that would help. But on the other hand, the temperature control, this is what you know, food businesses are doing all the time in an obsessional sort of way, and, and what, was, what was being done here was not being done in that sort of obsessional way. It was being done very often in domestic environments and so on. Uh, in the actual circumstances of a birth, where people are, are much less worried about keep, keeping the placenta cool than, than having a look at the baby and making sure the mother's okay... And Slim, and I guess, happy about the circumstances. Slim, I guess that's the thing. If this was being done at home between a, a family, that's one thing. But, th but this is a business, isn't it? And they do have to abide by the rules. Absolutely yes, that's right. right. They, can, they can set the rules. They have the rules. Uh, what, uh, what my view was was that the rules weren't enough okay. to prevent this, 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 this actual kind of food poisoning happening from time to time. Not in what? the majority of cases, only in a small number. But S it, you? it's such an unpleasant condition, it's worth preventing. Slim? Well, just, just if I can respond yes, to you that, can. certainly chilling is essential. But I think the, um, if one compares it, for example, with a real-life situation with pork, uh, pork is, uh, pig carcass is often contaminated with large numbers of staphylococcus. It cools very, very slowly, and you simply do not get staphylococcal food poisoning from eating pork. Uh, whether, you, whether you eat it raw, which is unlikely, or, or cooked. Well, we're not and, talking and, about pork, and, we're and, talking about percent. And, yeah. and use, uh, Hugh, come on. Now, look. No, we, no, no, we, come we, on, you've got a meat surface. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a product which has been prepared after it's been down a, uh, uh, you know, uh, the birth canal, which is stuffed full of organisms, and the lactobacillus you were talking about wouldn't necessarily stop the, uh, the no, staph no, no, no. because right, of the pH that, effects. That, the that, pH that, effect. That's the difficulty, you see. You don't that's expect the competitive effect, and I. I do. Like I, every, every other microbiologist that uh, works on these sort of things. Well, I so, do too. So, so when uh, I have as well. Hugh, I was just trying to answer some of your points. Uh, when, you, when you get to the point where um, uh, you're, you're, you're looking at a placenta, a very small half a kilogram piece of meat, which is effectively what it is, that's going to cool quite quickly. Um, it's going to cool much, much faster than a pig carcass. 
And in terms of safety, there is absolutely no comparison. Gentlemen, I have to end it there. We're out of time. Fascinating discussion. Thank you. The last voice you heard there was uh, Slim Dinsdale, food safety consultant, and the other gentleman was Professor Hugh Pennington. Thank you. Uh, we've got a text on this from Steve. An argument on microbiology at 8, 10 in the morning. Who says the three counties can't do highbrow? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford, there are queues on the Bromham Road as you head towards the centre of town from Biddenham. Also, things looking very heavy in Luton on the speed sensors at the moment. At the Kidneywood Roundabout, Airport Way is queuing and much heavier than normal as you head towards the motorway. The M1 itself, London-bound, slow going around Junction 10 for Luton Airport. And also the M25 anti-clockwise stop-start between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Kath, can you do me a favour? Can you put that on a cassette and send that to Radio 4, please? Because I think that's my way in. I think that's the way in. It's 8.16. It's Thursday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies for new mums. That's according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service is defending sending firefighters to rescue a dove, which had become trapped in netting on a supermarket roof in Welling Garden City. Area Commander Ian Parkhouse says they were only there for 19 minutes. And the Care Minister says he's seriously concerned by a report which has criticised how hospitals look after dying patients. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Some of the clubs are nice. My Bolsh Club's a good, nice club. Inviting everyone to where you live. Came here with my parents, came when the big industry started. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. When you're out of Hatfield, you do miss it, because it's our little town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Spent a load of money making a big monkey thing over there and then closed it down the day it was opened. The Big Tour. I've lived here all my life, new enough. I enjoy it. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Beat that, JVS. We just had two microbiologists having a row on my show. Ever had, Have you ever had that on your show? I don't think so. No, I uh, haven't. I don't think you've ever had two microbiologists. No. They, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that a lot more than I thought. It turns out that microbiologists really like to argue with each other. Really like to argue. A lot of scientists do, don't they? I might make that a regular feature. Really? Yeah, I might do it. Um, Microbiologists fight it out. Oh, could be something in that. Could be a show for MTV. Now, I, I, I believe you've got a bit of a... Well, you've, got a, an in, you've told me what's happening on the show mm. today, and it's going to be interesting. I hope so. Yeah. From nine this morning, Sarah from Hertfordshire. She's been going to Praia de Luz in Portugal three times a year for 30 years. Wow. And she says... It's time for Kate and Jerry McCann to stop ruining everyone else's lives by continuing to search for their missing daughter. Gosh. <laughs> wow. Madeline McCann went missing seven years ago when she was just three years old in a case that was front-page news for years and has rarely been out of the papers ever since. Mm. Last week, the hunt for Maddie began again as the Portuguese police gave permission for British detectives to dig up sites around the town, including on the beach itself looking for clues. 
Sarah says the dig will make life harder for the businesses already suffering in the difficult Portuguese economic climate and it will have a negative effect on anyone like her planning to holiday in Luge this summer. Oh, you're not going to be able to sit on the sunbed all afternoon. That's a shame, isn't it? From nine this morning, I will play you the interview that I did with Sarah. She's not coming in. In her Hertfordshire home. Okay, good. And I want your response. Do you think that Sarah is being unfair to the McCanns? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You're you're itching to have your say, aren't you? I can tell. I am... I find it incredible that anybody could criticise a couple who are looking for evidence of their, let's be honest, probably dead daughter or still clinging on to the very thin strand of hope that they, they may she may still be alive. How can anybody criticise a couple for that? You'll get people calling in as well saying, oh, it's their fault. They shouldn't have left the kids on their own. Yeah, they shouldn't have left the kids on their own. That was a mistake. It's not their fault because of that. Well, all I can tell you is... Yeah. I went to speak to Sarah with an open mind. Yes. She makes some very persuasive arguments. What, she can't go and sit on the beach in the afternoon because the police are digging There's it up? much more to it than that. OK. I, I want you to listen at night. I'll be listening. See if, see if you start to agree with her or whether you still feel as disgusted with her opinion as you seem to. If you... If, if, if one of my boys... When, was, when did she go missing? 2007? It was about eight years ago now. Okay. Seven or eight years. One of my boys went missing. Well, I can't even bear to think about it. I would never rest. I would not rest. And I would... And people have a go at the McCann's for, for banging on about it and being on the front page of the paper. Well done them. Good for them for, for having the strength to make it front page stories as, as often as they do. I would not rest a single day uh, until I had the answer one way or t'other. I'll be listening though sarah even says that if this had happened in this country they would have had social services crawling all over them never mind the sympathy they've got i'll play you the full interview after nine this morning across beds hearts and bucks this is ian lee bbc three counties radio wowzers Wowzers. 08459 455 555. So, would you eat a placenta? Which bits of your body have you kept? I forgot we were doing this. Which bits of your body have you kept? If you go for an operation to have, like, a kidney removed or your appendix out, can you have a kidney removed? How many kidneys have you got, Kath? Two. Okay, well, all right, calm down. I'm not a doctor. I got kicked out of medical college quite early on. Uh, if you've had a bit of your body removed, are you allowed to say, yeah, wrap that up, I'll take that home with me, please? Are you allowed to do that? Be honest, okay? If you had a kidney removed, you'd be tempted to have a bit. You'd be tempted to fry it up, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Oh, I would. If you've had a testicle removed, gentlemen, have you taken it home? I, I, I would. I would love to have a bit of my body at home. I've got my whole body at home. It's me. But if a bit was removed, have you kept any of your body? We've all got our kids' teeth, haven't we, and hair and things like that. 08459 455 555. And also, the uh, fire brigade went out. They sent out a fire engine between four and six staff to rescue a dove that was trapped in some netting. Oh, no, the poor dove! The RSPCA were called out. They saw the situation... They thought it was serious enough to call the fire service. The RSPCA and the fire service have embarrassed themselves with this one. They've made themselves look ridiculous. 
We had a, a, a different fire service uh, on recently because there was a dog stuck in a um, like a, 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 a rabbit hole. Okay. And the fire service went out to rescue the dog. And they said they were doing it because they didn't want any members of the public to try and rescue the dog and get in danger themselves. I thought that was ridiculous. I could kind of... Uh, are we keeping you up, Kelly? I could kind of see it, though. I could kind of... No one rescued a dog. It was a pet, OK? There is an emotional attachment to it. But to rescue a dove, a wild bird, a dirty dove, a filthy wild bird... That is just taking the mick, isn't it? No one was in danger. No human being was in danger. They sent the fire service out to rescue a dove. RSPCA should have looked at it and gone, well, you know what, that's sad. Let's try and throw a few stones at it, see if that will dislodge it. No, didn't work. Oh, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. That's what the the, uh, RSPCA should have done. Don't know why it wasn't the RSPB. And the fire brigade, when they got the phone call from the RSPCA, should have gone, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you know what? We're not coming. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call uh, on that. Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. You know it makes sense. What have you got for us? Now, um... This placenta business. Yes. I've thought about it very carefully. I have seen people nibbling and eating their nails. Yep. Nibbling and eating their nose pickings. Oh, dear. Uh, There are celebrities that advocate the drinking of their own urine because it does wonders for their complexion, etc., etc. When's this going to stop this uh, um, self-cannibalism? It sounds pretty horrific to me. Are you never tempted, Peter? It's illegal, I don't condone it. Not tempted, let me rephrase that. Are you are you ever curious as to what human flesh tastes like? Not at all. Not, not the slightest? No, I'm a vegetarian. Supposing, because there was a, there's a, a, a film about this, and there's a great book about the, I think they are Peruvian, the South American football team, that um, they're playing crashed on the Andes. I've not seen the film, but the book is amazing. They're playing crashed in the Andes, OK? They were there for months and months, and they ate the people that had died. Would you, would you do that in that situation? Um, I'd have to think very carefully about it. However, um, because um, I'm involved in gardening and horticulture, there is so many plants, lichen, mosses, etc., etc., that can be consumed safely and uh, without any detrimental effects to the human frame. Peter, thank you. Dennis, would you ever eat a man? Yes. Valdian is a decent-looking bloke. I, I, I think... Listen, I, I was a vegetarian until a while ago, but if I was stuck in the Andes for months and there was a dead body next to me, I'm, a, I'm sorry, I would be nibbling. Well, apparently, the people, the cannibals who did, do do it, they say it tastes like pork. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not so keen on pork, so maybe I... Oh, well, uh, hard lines, and you'll have to find a beefy bloke, won't you? A nice beefy bofum. But as I say, this business with the placenta... Yes. It, it, it must be cannibalism unless the presenter is presented back to the lady who produced it. Well, yeah, they're not, they're not going around with a little hors d'oeuvres tray going, do you want some of this? No, but, I mean, if it's been, if it's been worked on and then put into f- um, smoothies, yeah. unless the smoothies go back to the young lady who produced it, then it is cannibalism. Well, no, I think... I, on human products. I think it is 
primarily drunk by the by the woman. I wouldn't I, be surprised if one or two of, of the uh, husbands dipped their finger in and had a little taste. Yeah, but I mean, you why, would, wouldn't is, you? why is a company there doing this thing? Why can't you have a recipe at home and do it yourself? Well, you can, but this just makes it easier to do. They're not selling them in, in um, Lidl or anything. Don't the worry. The easiest thing to do you with don't got the placenta aisle. is to make money for the country. Well, you can't got the birth canal. What? Why don't they export the placentas to China? Because they'll eat anything. And wow. it will be it's, trade. It's casual racism. Trade. No, it's not racism. Yeah. They have, they've got their own placentas, although yeah, they are know, limited to one Chinese child per family. Anything on four legs, as long as it's not a chair. Yes. What? And it'll eat anything that flies as long as it's a 475. So, yes, because, I mean, they eat... Um, no, very similar to presenters. Have you, you know had, fish? Dennis, have you had any parts of your body removed? Uh, let me think. Uh, yes. Yes, what? yes, yes. What? Well, I had the cataracts taken out. OK, did you keep them? No. Why? Because, well, once they're out, what the hell do I want them for? Because it's a great thing! You could put them in a, in a, a little metal box and scare children with no, them. Le- look, last it's week It's like the popcorn went... trick, but even scarier. Yeah, but, I mean, they're stopping me doing Last week I went to have a tooth removed, which was not bad, it was just loose. Yes. Right? And I said I'd like it back to take it home, uh, keep it to clean... To put, put it under the pillow for the tooth fairy. ...and watch it ache. But damn, they dropped the damn thing down the bin and lost it altogether, well, so... Well, I would sue your dentist, Dennis, in Dunstable. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound, very heavy around Junction 7 for Stevenage at the moment. Also on the sensors in Harpenden, the high street slow going in both directions around the station road. Still got delays in Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout. We've got queues on the airport way as you head towards the motorway. Also in Kings Langley on the A41, there are queues as you head towards the M25. The M25 itself, anti-clockwise, queuing between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums, according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service is defending sending firefighters to rescue a dove which had become trapped in netting on a supermarket roof in Welling Garden City. Area Commander Ian Parkhouse told this programme they were only there for 19 minutes. And a review has found many hospitals are not providing proper care to dying people with only a fifth providing specialist palliative care seven days a week. Among the hospital trusts who are failing to hit the target are Bedford, Luton and Dunstable, East and North Hearts and Milton Keynes. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Don's plans for next season should become clearer today, with manager Carl Robinson set to announce which players he wants to keep and which players will be released at Stadium MK. Stephen Gleeson, Isle McLeod, Alan Smith and Anthony Kay are among those out of contract this summer. Robinson says he expects to make five or six new signings. Wickham have signed striker Paul Hayes after he left promoted Scunthorpe. The 30-year-old scored six goals in six games during a loan spell at Adams Park in 2012, and Wickham will host a Chelsea eleven in Matt Bloomfield's 
testimonial on Wednesday, July the 16th. Manchester United are expected to confirm Louis van Aal as their new manager in the next 24 hours, with Ryan Giggs part of his coaching setup. Tottenham continue their search for a new manager. Nine managers have left White Hart Lane since Daniel Levy took over in 2001, and former player Clive Allen has questioned the chairman's knowledge of the game. He's a businessman. He's, right. a, he's an incredible businessman. Um, it, no, you asked me the question. Uh, no, I don't think he is a football man because those decisions have come back time and time again, unfortunately, to haunt him. Anti-corruption investigators are examining what the Telegraph newspaper describes as the most detailed evidence yet of widespread fixing across the cricketing world. The newspaper claims that the former New Zealand player Lou Vincent has given the International Cricket Council names of players who were involved and details of matches which were targeted for spot-fixing, including some in English domestic cricket. And in rugby, Danny Cipriano Arnie is set for his first England call-up since 2008 in England's preliminary preliminary squad ahead of the tour of New Zealand and the match against the Barbarians. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Do give us a call. We're talking about placentas. Would you eat a placenta? And what bits of your body have you kept? I've had nothing removed. I kind of, and I kind of a little bit disappointed. I've never broken my arm. I've never broken any part of my Ooh, body. I have twice. Same one. What Both you, times showing off. What were you doing? Showing off. Popping a wheelie? No, first time uh, pretending to be Torville and Ordine on some ice. Yeah, yeah. Your mum says don't do that. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. Second time I fell off a friend. Hello. Off her shoulders. Oh. Like that was it. Yes, we were gymnasts. What uh, did it hurt? Yeah, yeah. This it's is smart quite a lot. This is my fear: is I've never experienced the pain of a break, and I, I will break a bone at some point in my life, and I, I am terrified of the fear. But it doesn't feel necessarily broken because the first time I did it, I went through a whole day at school with it, yeah. holding my arm very carefully until the dinner lady said, "No, you're all right. You can eat your dinner," and pushed my fork up to my face while I was holding it with my broken arm. I wouldn't mind um, dislocating my shoulder. No, you would. It's horrible. How do you know? Uh, my dad dislocated his shoulder um, for tackling a burglar who turned out to be my sister. Your sister tried to steal from your dad? That is no, messed up. She was she on drugs she, or something? She entered the bedroom. She's a child. She went in their bedroom. My mum was your half... Your dad beat up a child thief? Middle of the night. Yeah. Boyle household, all quiet and still. OK, so it's suddenly become a thing rustling about the door opens my mom that was op- kelly my mom opens one eye she's half asleep she sees yeah. a figure and hears this yeah. my mom goes ah, ah, doesn't say anything it's pistorious isn't it my dad leapt over her heroically yeah. towards the figure yeah. the figure sidesteps my dad crumples in a heap on the floor we take him to a and e it's my sister oh had a nightmare dad yeah, that'll teach both Dad of them. Dad had a nightmare. So he's up, but by dislike, like his arm popped out of his... It was horrible. It was like... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And did they do it by saying, uh, look over there, Mr. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. Pretty much. I see, I'd be up for that. I think sometimes it pops out a little bit as well still. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He can do that. He can He can um, scratch, he can it lick his elbow. It's, it hurts, though. It's not, it's not one of those fun kind of freaky things you can do with your body. OK. Have you kept any bits of your body? Uh. No, my mum's probably got some hair and teeth somewhere. <laughs> just to clone me. I don't want to know. We heard about, um, the, was it Carpet Martin, whose oh, who's yes. aunt had a tumour removed and it had hair and teeth in it? Wow. Dirty, dirty. Thank you for that. 08459 555. Justin, you have, a, have you kept any bits of your body? Justin? 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 
Justin? Hello, boss. Hello, my love. Hello. Have you, got any, uh, have you ever had any bits of your body removed? Um, apart from teeth, no. No. I probably got them somewhere in a, in a drawer. Yeah. Good memories. Stay, stay there. Steve, have you ever had any bits of your body removed? No, I'm all intact. Yeah. I, I, if I had a bit of my body removed, I would take it home and keep it in a little silver tray. No, uh, any bits. Mm. The, the tip of a finger, a testicle, uh, a nipple, <laughs> um, a, a kidney, uh, a, 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 a lung, anything. I would, I would keep. Keep on a mantelpiece. I would. Or I'd make a a bracelet out of it, some (laughs) jewellery. That's good. Nice necklace. Steve, what you got for us? I want to know if you know anybody who's a slugologist. A what? Slugologist. A slugologist? Yes. What's a slugologist? Somebody who studies slugs, I I take it. I'm just just guessing. Oh, you mean a slug expert? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Slug expert. Well, what's what's your beef? I want to know why slugs decide yeah. that a good place to go to sleep will be in the the neck of my empty milk bottles. Oh, de- oh no, that is. And, and, and the time you you find them normally in the dark when you just put your fingers in the bottle to pick them up and and they squish. Oh. And what I want to know is why why are they full of glue? I would rather eat a placenta raw <laughs> than touch a slug with my fingers. They are horrible. You should wear gloves. No, you can't work with gloves. I hate um, having dirty hands. I really hate it, and I hate gardening as a result. And I, if I have to do any gardening, I always wear gloves. If I'm picking up grass or touch anything, I have to wear gloves. I don't like touching things. I Some things I like gloves. touching, obviously, but yeah. the majority of things I'm, mm. I'm not so keen on. Yeah. Steve! What? Ta-ta. What? Uh, Justin. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't really I'm going to go and look for uh, a slug pert. Go and find a slug bird. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're horrible things. It's disgusting. Why, why, why do we even need those? And I'm all for one of, of the circle of death. You know what the circle of death is? No, no, tell me. Get a slug and you just put a circle of salt around it and say, get out of <laughs> that, sunshine. Tip number one. Okay, yeah. tip number one when it comes to slugs, yep. they don't like lager. What? Put lager out in the garden. Oh, no, they do like it. They get drunk and drown in it. Yeah, they go and they I go... I thought they didn't like it. No, that's how you catch slugs. Well, you Is put it? Out a little tray I thought of... that's how you got rid yeah, of them. They go, mm, well, you, you, you get rid of them by getting them drunk and drowning them. What, and killing them like that? Yeah. Oh, wow. What a waste of Stella. It's getting a bit mean, this program. It really is um, a, a complete anti-animal show. I know morning. what slugs are for. Yeah. Feeding birds. Well, birds some, could... some animals are just there to feed others. No, listen, we don't need slugs. The, the birds can have a, a good tuck into my nuts. They don't need to have... <laughs> they don't need to have slugs. I put fat balls out this this year. Not even a sniff. Are you all talking about the same thing? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not. Would you give... Birds, your fat balls just, or um, nuts? You give them your nuts or I'd, your fat balls? I'd probably give them my fat balls, to be fair, because I know that the birds do particularly like fat balls. That that I know is a fact. I got my slugs fact wrong, but I do know I that is a fact. But I think they're getting enough in nature, they don't need them. I haven't got fat balls. You should, well, I mean, you could get them now, but I don't think it's the right time of year for them. I think I'm too old to get fat balls. These days, you can get anything at a price. I can get you fat balls. Justin. Yes, boss. What have you got for us? Well, you've got a, a big beef this morning with, with dubs, haven't you? Got a big beef now? Yeah, you've got a big beef when <laughs> it comes the to dubs. The fire brigade went, were called... Uh, listen, the RSPCA were called to, to Tesco and Welling, uh, Welling Garden City, OK? There was a dove stuck in a net, right? Poor Annette, what's she doing? I'm joking, it's an actually a net, not a girl. The RSPCA came out and went, mm, we can't do this, we're going to call the fire brigade. The fire brigade sent out a five-person uh, crew and a fire engine to rescue it. 
The RSPCA have embarrassed themselves. The fire brigade have embarrassed themselves. Mm. What a waste of resources. Has anybody actually backed you up this morning on that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who? Like, loads of people and stuff. Really? Yeah. Strange. No, not, not strange at all. It's, it's obvious. No. It's a dove, mate. It's a dove. You really are very offended by this, aren't you? I, I, it genuinely makes me angry. Yeah, OK. Well, um, you sent me out this morning to uh, find out what people think about this. Some, uh, some interesting views. One of them about doves not paying taxes coming up, which is uh, rather strange. But um, here's what people think, whether it is a waste of resources or not. Sandra, you've got your headphones on. You are listening to Ian Lee's Breakfast I Show, so you know funny. all about the dove debate. I do. What do you think about this? I think the last caller, was spot on because pra- they do need the practice and if they weren't on another job um, it's a good idea it gives them practice they might have learned a mistake from it when Ian's saying this morning you've heard him let the dove die um, doves die, do die all the time and quite rightly so but um, if they were called out they weren't busy it was good practice for them thank you enjoy the show and I think the show is brilliant Lee is really funny well if they were free then Ooh. it's a good thing to do but um if they do it all the time, then that's all they'll be doing because birds always get stuck in nets. Yeah. Birds always do get stuck in it. So, so, so what you're saying is if they are free, there's no problem at all. But humans always come first. Yes, in my opinion, I'd say if you could save a bird or save a human being, you should save the human being. What do you think? Do you think they I should totally agree. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I think they should put emergencies first. Mm-hmm. And... Um, non-important jobs second so I think they should be paid to look after the public and um, these jobs are not major but can be avoided Um, they can be put on to junior personnel of the fire service and I think that um, more junior roles could deal with minor incidents so what you're saying is we need a dove squad (laughs) not a dove squad but someone to deal with cats up trees doves on buildings and um if there are pets yes we understand uh cats and dogs that belong to the household anyone that belongs to the household for you know what we pay our taxes for i think they should be put first and you know the animals that don't pay their taxes second like doves Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Rich, what do you think? I think that the doves are, are turned around and peaceful birds, and as long as the bird isn't turning around and it's going to be a healthy bird, then everything has a right to live. So you're saying everything. You're saying there you're, you're a fan of doves. Other birds, would you have just let them die then? Uh, pigeons, would you? But not a dove? No. Um, I don't think we should let the dove die, but I think they're alternative means. I'm sure I could give a hand in helping that dove if I were there. <laughs> What's she going to do? <sighs> Get on a ladder and, and try and rescue the dove. I mean, I've, I've got to be honest with you, boss. Nobody agrees with you this morning. Let the dove die. <laughs> what about the fellow who said, yeah, everything's got a right to live. Yep. What about pigeons? No, I'd let them die. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. It does get me. Listen, in, yeah. in parts of the world, there are wars. There are children dying. There are people being bombed, right? And we're, mm. But we're worried about a flipping dove. It does yeah, get me it's, angry. It's a living creature. And if the fire brigade are not busy at that particular moment in time and there's no emergencies for hey. me personally, there's no problem hey, with that. Do you Come know on. what, actually? There's a spider stuck in the corner of my living room <laughs> at, at my house. Should, should I call them out? Uh, well, you can call them, but I think they would probably say no to it's that. It's a living creature, though, Just. Yeah, it is a living creature. Let's not forget the distress of human beings in a car park in Tesco's in Welling Garden City watching a dove die in front of their eyes. Would you want to see that? And secondly, you've got a cat, haven't you? You've yeah. Got a cat? Okay. My, my cat kills doves. Right, okay, so your cat is stuck up a tree and they say, sorry, 
other things come first. How would you feel about that? I could get my cat out of a tree easily. Could you? Yeah, chuck a rock really? at it. What if you couldn't, though? A bit like the RSPCA couldn't on this particular occasion. Goodbye, Justin. Bye. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Princess. S- speak... No, he didn't. Well, don't... S- speak some sense. Go on. Right. Tesco should pay for By the way, to... your thing about... I don't know what we've got you on talking about animals for. Your thing about cats clawing my lap because they want to yeah. find a snake. Complete yeah. and utter guff. No, it's not. We had Catsbert's phone up. It was nonsense. I don't give a damn monkeys. Yeah. We'll have monkeys on soon, all right? If cats... Cats are turn, not looking for a snake when they're clawing they my lap. They are. Where did you hear that nonsense? I was re- I read it and I was told by um, a zoo a bloke at Whipsnade Zoo, a zoo pet bloke. The pet bloke at Whipsnade Zoo. Yeah, the so animal when, bloke. When you go to the pet section in Whipsnade, no. where they've got yeah. a couple of cats and some hamsters and, and snakes. Some, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, Dave. All yeah. right, Dave. Well, let's hear what um, complete and utter bullshine you're going to speak now. Right, I'm just saying, on that fire engine and going to Duds uh, at Tesco's, yes. Tesco should pay for it, for the fire engine going. Oh. It's, their, it's their netting. Oh. And they, they've got it up there oh. to stop the poo dropping down on on customers going into Tesco's. I haven't, been, they pay it? I haven't been pooed on by a bird for a very, very long time. Yeah, but that's all the netting's put up there for, mm. to stop the birds. You know, and the thing is... The no. Tesco should pay for that. That's, but you, um, why wouldn't you RSPCB sent up there? Well, it, we've, I can, uh, I've got a text from John from Datchworth. Ian, you asked why the RSPCA and not the RSPB. Well, the RSPB are not interested in distressed birds. I found an injured, lesser-spotted woodpecker with an ID ring on its leg. When I eventually got hold of the RSPB, they told me to contact the RSPCA as they don't deal with injured birds. What's going on there? Well, this is it, but it's all health, health and safety by these charities, I oh, suppose. It's political they can't go up gone there. mad, isn't it? And by the way, pigeons and duds are, do have carry diseases. They're vermins, aren't they? And this is the reason why they're telling you not to feed pigeons in, like, Luton. Have you got fat balls, Dave? Oh, all right, just have a little look. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Buckingham and Milton Keynes, the Wickham Park Road is closed between the A422 and the Akeley Woods School. Police are saying that will disrupt school traffic, especially coming from the A422. On the speed sensors in Luton, the Kidneywood roundabout is queuing, approaching the motorway on Airport Way. Also in Hartford, the A414, we've got queues towards the centre of town from the A10. On public transport, First Capital Connect services via Streatham may have delays possible after a train fault. Also, Chiltern Railways services via Rickmansworth may have delays of up to 20 minutes after a signalling problem. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Sharon, stay there. I'll come to you in a few minutes. It's 8.46. It's Thursday, the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A court is set to ban a Hertfordshire company from processing placentas into smoothies and tablets for new mums. That's according to a draft ruling seen by BBC Three Counties. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service is defending sending firefighters to rescue a dove, which had become trapped in netting on a supermarket roof in Welling Garden City. And Hemel Hempstead-based Dixons, which owns Curry's and PC World, has announced it's to merge with the car phone warehouse. Let's get the weather now. Here's Wendy. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
decals. Which fader two am I going to? Fader two or fader two? Wendy! Hello. Oh, you're there. Sorry. We're, we're... I was... I've been sat here for ages. I know you have. Thinking we... about... Thinking things over, you know. Oh, is everything all right? Do you, got, do you need some help? It's fine, no. It's you... a sunny day. What could be better? You sure? <laughs> if you've got any quandaries, I am excellent at sorting out girls' quandaries. Are you now? Yeah. Can we talk later? We'll, than... we'll have a chat off air, Wendy. You give us yeah. the weather and don't you worry, okay. we'll sort it out. <laughs> Good morning. Well, here I am at last. We have some beautiful sunshine right across the three counties and it's going to continue now for the next few days. The wind has come down around subtly to a more southerly direction and that's just bringing in this lovely warm air. And so temperatures have really picked up quickly after a chilly start this morning and we're expecting to get to 18 or 19 degrees throughout this afternoon. Expect to see a little more cloud in the sky later on today. That's going to bubble up as we go through, but we'll still have some sunny spells. It'll still be dry and the winds will still be light and from that crucial south or southeasterly direction. Throughout this evening, I think that cloud will melt away and then we'll have the clear skies again, which means the odd mist patch, the odd chilly spot in the countryside. I think three to five degrees is a, it's a general thing there but in the urban areas we're looking at sort of eight nine degrees something like that we start the day tomorrow then on that chilly note but we do it all over again we've got some lovely sunshine through the day on friday as for the weekend well for the most part it's going to be dry with some sunny spells and temperatures that actually could be hitting 21 or 22 degrees in a few places uh, there is a risk of a shower but only a risk i think it's going to be a decent weekend there you go not so bad is it thank you very much Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting to use an American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, it's an odd mix of the last ten minutes of the show. We're asking about would you ever eat a placenta? Uh, Have you kept any parts of your body that may have been removed, hopefully by surgery, but you you, you never know these days. 08459 455 555. Would, do you think it was sensible for the RSPCA to call the fire brigade to come and rescue a dove? Or do you think, for goodness sakes, what a waste. What an absolute waste of resources. 08459 455 555. Sharon's in Stevenage. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. I'm sorry, I've just had something disgusting (laughs) typed on my screen. Is that Kelly? Is that true? Is that a true story? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm going to share it. Okay. Did you see that, Kath? It's gone now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but is this about her mum? Yeah. yeah. Get this, Sharon. G- Kelly types messages on, on, uh, on the screen throughout the show. Yeah. Um, and, and lets me kind of know what's going on. Well, that phone call can wait for a second. She just typed on my screen, my mum tried to keep my first poo. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly the. Why, <laughs> why on earth would your mum do that? She thought it was cute. That what was she going to put it in a little box in the freezer? Oh, for goodness sakes! That is weird, isn't it, Sharon? That's that's not nice. It, it's not normal. It's not nice. It's not normal. But do you know what? It kind of sums up the Betts family. Sharon, what would you like to say? Um, well, I was going to say that the chap that rang in and said about the slug being in the milk bottle. There are much worse places you can find a slug. 
I came into our office one I'm, morning. I'm worried about where this is going. I, I said to the girls, would you like a cup of tea? And they said, oh, we've, we've got one, thank you. So I went to put the kettle on. Saw this green sludge type stuff in, in the spout of the kettle. Yeah. It had crawled into the spout. The girls had boiled the kettle, steamed it, and then made tea through it and were drinking it. I think I preferred Kelly's story about her mum. That is <laughs> disgusting. So the, and I, I'm guessing that the slug kind of dissolves. It did, yeah. It just turned to, like, not, basically. They drank slug snots. What dirty, dirty yeah. women. Oh, <laughs> did you, well, I, I'm assuming you took great pleasure in telling them. Uh, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, bless them, though. They were horrified. Oh, that is horrible! And then, of course, we told our boss and everyone else within the team. Oh, that re- Sharon, that re- thank you so much, I think. That's made my shoulders go cold. Do you know what I mean? That's, I've got cold shoulders as a result of that. I feel like heaving. I mean, I, if the tea tasted all right, it's not really, you know, a great problem with it, is there? Yeah. Yeah? I've got a great problem with really? it. Really? Yeah. OK, OK, I'm just putting that out there. Rosemary's in Luton. Good morning, Rosemary. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? The last... This has been horrible. The last ten minutes has been absolutely disgusting. I can only apologise. What would you like to say, Rosemary? Oh, it's not going to get any better. Oh, gosh. Um, I was a nurse in uh, surgical ward for years, and we frequently had people keeping their kidney stones and their gallstones. Yes. Um, Gallstones, um, one of the patients that I had just to make her own jewellery, and she'd actually made a necklace from gallstones and brought it in to show us. From her own gallstones? How many did she have? Oh, loads and loads. I mean, people can have, you know, 20, 30 removed sometimes. Kid- kidney stones are tiny, aren't they? They can be. They can, yeah, they can be. Sometimes they can be maybe about the size of a kidney bean. A, kid, a, 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 a kidney but what, stones, are they the ones that you pass? You pass? If they're small enough, you can pass them. They can, if they're about the size of a grain of sand, then you can pass them. But if they're oh. big, then they would need to be removed. And even that's going to smart, isn't it? it yeah, <laughs> make the eyes What did you think when, yeah. when she brought in her, her jewellery made from uh, her internal bits? <laughs> fascinating as a nurse it was really yeah. fascinating to see but they were beautiful because they polish up really 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 well i mean it looked like it, it sort of looked like semi-precious stones did you Seriously. did you ask her to make you one no <laughs> <laughs> and is that common rosemary for is it legal if, if i have a bit of my body removed mm-hmm. am i allowed to insist i take that testicle home i would imagine so yeah. I, I would think so because it, it's part of you because some people want to be buried with all of their Mm. bits that have been removed so some people for religious reasons will ask that, for example if a leg has been amputated ah. that it gets kept oh. <laughs> <laughs> where do you keep a leg I, I honestly don't know I think it goes to uh, I don't know some special place in a mortuary or something oh. I don't know but yeah some people do um, ask for things <laughs> like that to be <laughs> Rosemary thank you very much I suppose if you've had your, you know the, the, the tr- tragically it happens if you've had your leg removed it's yours you're allowed to take it, aren't you? I don't know how I'd ask the question. <laughs> Can I take that home with me? You were, where would you put it? You put it. I mean, are, 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 this is. A, we probably haven't got time to find this out. If you have a leg removed or an arm removed, are you legally allowed to take it? There must be some rules against it. Otherwise, you'd see loads of people waving legs in the air, oh, wouldn't no. you? Wouldn't you? Oh. Or you go around you know, like your granddad's house and you say, "Have a look in the freezer." Yeah, my granddad would have done that. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man, alive. Trish has said, texted, I've kept my son's placenta. I've planted it under a rose bush so, bush so it grows as he grows up. Imagine, imagine though, Trish, one day, you, you know, 20 years' time, you dig up the rose bush and there's a child there. What? The placenta's grown into a child. No, I don't think that can happen. You, you don't know? I do know. How? Because it's not... You can't grow a child off a placenta. It's not like a seed. Glenn's in Leighton Button. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Slugs. Yeah, go on. I ate one accidentally. Oh, you! Oh, what has happened to this show? I was fishing, <laughs> night fishing, and I uh, was going to pour... A, I poured a cup of tea, but through the night, the slug had crawled into the cup. <laughs> so when the tea I thought was cold enough, I took a big swig and there was a lump. And then I put the torch on, and I was covered. All there was all slugs around me. Oh, I'm I'm actually shivering. <laughs> and so you swallowed the lump. I did, yeah. Oh, mate! Did you? Did, I mean, did, what, what does it taste like? I don't know. It, it was just a lump, and I I tried to be sick, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Oh, bless you, I can imagine. Were you on your own? No, I was with a few mates. And <laughs> all they did was laugh. I, I bet they loved that, didn't they? Yeah, they call me the slug. <laughs> oh, Glenn, thank you. Oh, that's the kind of thing that for a second you'd be, oh, mate, I'm, I'm so... And then you'd just wet yourself laughing, wouldn't you? Yeah. Poor Glenn, out night fishing, trying to make himself heave because there's a slug in his tummy. Ooh. But I've eaten snails. Yeah, but snails are different to slugs. Yeah, but they served up and you could only taste garlic. The snail, you can only taste garlic when you eat snails. It's, 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 it's like eating a garlic bone. I never isn't chewed. It? No. But, but those are special snails, aren't they? No. Are they not farmed? No. They're not just like garden snails. Some of the ones I found, some of the ones I ate in Spain, they were like, they'd picked them off someone's wall, they were tiny. Oh, the you, had to get a, you had to get a cocktail stick in there. What's that um, filthy, filthy dish they eat where it's like an omelette with, with um, clams on? What, like a tortilla? No, they, it's a disgusting thing. Only the Spanish... Paella. Paella. It's not got, an, it's not got egg in it. No, it's I know. It's just clams. Yeah? It's, but it's, it looks like an omelette. No. It doesn't. All right, it's got... All right. It's yellow rice. All right, so I, so it looks like an omelette. No. It looks like yellow rice. Well, well OK. Well, anyway, continue with your it's objection. It's yellow rice with clams in it. Oh, delicious. <laughs> oh. oh, no! It is disgusting. A, seafood is disgusting. No, B, the more eyes in it, the better. Oh, it's flipping horrible. Lovely. Dirty, dirty stuff. I've eaten loads of stuff in Spain that I don't actually want to know what it was. Oh, I bet you bet when you, uh, when you were in... How old were you in Spain? Well, I go every year, more yeah. or less. You just grab whatever you can and shove it in your face, don't you? Whenever, when I first No questions going, asked. Yeah, exactly, Kels. That's what I'm talking about. When I first started going, I was about 14. Yeah. So I've pretty much gone through the menu and, and in France again. as well. You've lived in you lived in France, didn't you? So just, yeah, I did. Again, did, if best it had night, you'd eat it. Best not to ask. No, but, it's, but you ask no questions, tell no lies. Get it down, yeah. E- uh, Justin Delia sent a staff email round. I'm going to read it. I know it's internal, but the nipple in the radio car has gone again, so you can't reverse. Okay, well it's that's a real thing. He sent that to everybody who works here. That, we that. know he can't reverse it because he's been pulling it in and out of the garage himself, hasn't he? All morning? What, what like, are we talking about like now? Like Obelix. <laughs> What are we talking about now? His fat balls. Him in the radio car. Okay. By the way, we know why uh, the fat balls are not getting any attention from the birds. Yeah. Slugs. Well, no, you're not supposed to feed. You're, you're, giving, you're trying to get... Um, why do they sell them if they're not um, right You're putting the fat balls in your garden now. Yeah. And you're not supposed to... You're only supposed to feed the birds in winter. Otherwise, they lose the capacity to, to fend for themselves. And we're going round in a circle. They get stuck in the netting at the top of Tesco in Welland Garden City. You, Catherine, we've worked it out. You're the reason our fire service resources are being depleted. 
Thank you very much indeed. I knew there would be an answer somewhere. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still delays in Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout. There are queues on the airport way as you head towards the motorway at the moment. In Coney Heath, North Orbital also looking extremely heavy as you head towards the A1M Junction 3. The M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Then on public transport, on First Capital Connect, trains at Stettham may have delays possible after a train fault. And also in Chiltern Railways, services via Rickmansworth may be delayed by about 20 minutes following a signalling problem. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow. And then we have the pleasure of meeting you and hanging out next week. Awesome! I do apologise. I feel dirty after the last ten minutes of that show. It just descended into... Well, it just descended into filth and obscenity and, oh, people drinking slugs. Disgusting. Yes, if you missed it, it'll be in the podcast. It'll come out tomorrow. JVS is up next. I don't know if I can listen to the first hour. It's going to get me very, very angry, I think. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You must try, Ian. You must try. Thank you very much indeed. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, Sarah from Hertfordshire has been going to Praia de Luz in Portugal three times a year for 30 years. 